Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome to the Working Class Boner Podcast. It's episode 548. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Um, If you haven't looked at the time frame of this episode, it's a long one. Um, It kind of turned into, it's it's a BS session, but we're... Just kind of going with the flow of like a, like a hunting camp podcast. So uh, be warned. Um, there's a lot of crazy jokes in here, possibly offensive jokes, us being sarcastic, stuff like that. Stuff you normally get with working class bow hunter. And it's three hours long. So there's your pre-warning. Don't message me or any of our crew about it. And if you listen to the whole thing anyway, then and you're still going to complain, it just seemed like you had nothing better to do. So you should be thankful that we kept you entertained. Um, so... Everyone else that's here to enjoy fun and hunting camp and all that with us, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, we talk about this in the podcast, our South Africa hunting clinic that we're hosting January 7th uh, at the Hitching Post in West Point, Iowa. Starts at 2 p.m. It is free, free to show up and get this information and hang out with us. Um, there's going to be a bar there. And of course, right. Um, and then Stuart from Pringle Safaris is going to be throwing together special hunt packaging for you guys that attend in person. Um, we have been getting a lot of requests that so people can't make it in person to live stream this. And we're leaning yes on the live stream, but we uh, will probably cut the live stream short when it comes to like getting the special hunt pricing and the stuff that the benefits people are going to get in person. So um, just kind of keep that in mind. But check that out. Um, January 7th. West Point, Iowa, the Hitching Post, just up the road from Old Barn Taxidermy. So if you've ever wanted to check out Old Barn, it's a perfect time. Go early, swing by, check out their facility, and then shoot right up the road to West Point, Iowa. Uh, Make sure if you're going to go to Old Barn, show up early enough. um, That way we're not all at at the the venue for the clinic. So that's coming up. We're going to walk you through everything. Like The the clinic starts, oh, I have an idea. I want to go to Africa. That's where it starts. We're going to come from the idea to you getting back and then getting your taxidermy back and everything else. So we're really excited about it. It's the first time we've ever done something like this, but we're all going to hang out and have a good time. So even if you don't, you're not that interested in showing up, you just want to come drink some beers and, and hang out, by all means, come on out. We're going to have some fun. 
Um, the podcast is brought to you by Big Time. Code WCB2022. That'll be good until 2023, and then the code will change. Um, be thinking about your spring food plots. Be thinking about frost seeding. Um, I did Foundation Clover on my frost seed, and it it's amazing. But they have uh, Foundation Clover, Clover Select. Um, then, you, you know, uh, you can plant really these plots anytime. But, like, our favorite fall plots, main event, Buck Brunch is, like, one of the favorites. Last Stand. Um, borderline's great for bordering out your food plots and stuff like that for security. Um, we did all that this spring. Turned out great. So check out Big Time, code WCB2022, and tell them we sent you. Or just use the code, and they'll be like, oh, shit, WCB sent them. Check out Huntworth as well. Um, did you guys see the video I did, like our top picks for whitetail gear from Huntworth? Um, covered most of the basics until like the frigid cold comes in. Uh, but they have a heat boost line out right now. Go to HuntworthGear.com. You can use code WCB15 to save money on really everything on the website. But uh, the Huntworth uh, heat boost gear is kind of like the new, um, no pun intended, hot items from Huntworth. Uh, gloves, pants, um, vests, jackets, uh, bib overalls, all that stuff. Um, check them out. You can get them in whatever camo pattern you really want. Um, Tarnan's probably our favorite right now as a crew. So check out HuntworthGear.com. Use code WCB15. Loophole Optics. Featured Loophole Optics item this week is the RX Full Draw 5. It is built for the bow hunter or the competitive archer. Um, it is... Man, it just feels like quality. I hate when you get like something cheap and you're clicking that button a thousand times to try and get your range. This thing's responsive. It's fast. There is an L- a red LED uh, readout screen. Uh, me and Michael are having a bet. I was trying to bet against a guy that works at Loophole here in the studio that mine was black, and uh, I lost that bet. <laughs> but uh, check it out. The RX Full Draw 5. Um, they have a bunch of different archery range finders. That's the one that we're all using right now, um, and we absolutely love it. The podcast is also brought to you by Novix Tree Stands, made in the USA. And it still blows my mind that in the working class bow hunters group we have on Facebook, that there's people still like trusting their life at 20 feet, 25 feet, 30 feet on like Chinese shit. Like, what are we doing? Um, let's wake up a little bit. Let's support American companies. Um, and Novix Tree Stands is exactly that. Code WCB22. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the Hilo. There's always that debate. Do I get the Echo, which is normally the little larger? Well, it is the larger platform, the larger stand. The Hilo is your more compact, um, mobile size um, mobile size stand. Now, I like the Hilo because of the ability to hang it in tighter spots in a tree. You can tuck it in. I think you can hide it a little better. Um, and comfort is there still for the size of the stand. Um, and a little tip, if you ever get in your helo, if you're like, ah, the platform feels small, like if, you, if you're a stander or a sitter or a leaner, I get in what I do, even if it's level, I tip my seat back so it's kind of reclined a little bit, and I find that makes the platform feel bigger like when you're sitting. Hard to explain, but that's my little hack that I do if I'm like, ah, I'm, I might be leaning forward or I need a little extra like comfort, tilt that seat back, you say tucked into the tree, super nice. Uh, code WCB22, Novix Tree Stance. 
All right, we're getting on with the show. Hope you enjoy it. This is a long one. It's a fun one. And uh, let us know what you think. We appreciate all the comments, shares, all that stuff. So hopefully we see you out in West Point at the clinic. And thanks for being here. We love you. Enjoy it. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Hunt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. It's really, really not that good. Welcome to the Joe Rogan experience here on work. I'm kidding. Working class bow hunter. Oops. I'm just starting doing that because our name is so repetitive in our intro. It's just funny to introduce us to somebody else. Um, I did that to Aaron Blysey a couple weeks ago, and I guess people were messaging him him about it <laughs> oops yeah sorry i think this is episode 548 of the working class bow hunter Oof. uh kurt guy speaking eric common doug schmidt austin chandler then we have th- hey. we have two guests this week our beloved owner of old barn taxidermy sam gaylord's in the house how you doing boys good to see you buddy we it's love good, you good to see you too we love you too and our other beloved south african homie Stuart pringle hey guys how are you? <laughs> South African, Texan, everything else. African American. Okay. African American. <laughs> hey, oh. Our favorite oh. African American. Yeah. Right. Stuart Pringles in the house. We also we also love you, Stuart. Oh, love you boys. Glad to have you in, man. Well, thank you. Good to be here. And then Jacob Johnson's also in here. Um, a plus one on Austin's mic. Howdy doody. This is me, Jacob Johnson. <laughs> Howdy, duty. And then sitting auxiliary off the mic, drinking a Lord's Old Fashion, Jordan Gidsmer from Pull Back and Let Go is also in here, uh, making sure we behave. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. The podcast is sponsored by Pull Back and Let Go, for the record. Check them out. They have a new storefront. There's an episode coming. Um, you should tune into that, too. Uh, we got some fun things to talk about. We're going to go into this have a lot of things to talk about. We're, we're going raw, dog, man, and that's the best way to do it. Am I right, Doug? 100%. Doug's specialty, ain't it? That's what you excel in, is raw dogging, and that's what we're here to do. Raw dog conversation <laughs> with the boys. Next My question. Specialty. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> it is, it's, it's funny. My wife, she absolutely hates it whenever I say that. I say that quite frequently. Raw dog? Yeah, we just go into something like half-cocked. It's like, hey, I'm going to raw dog it this night. Listen, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here. You know what this is about. Um, you know, okay, so I did the intro for last week's podcast with Drone Deer Recovery. Just before we get into the meat and taters, um, I teased some I teased some teasers. You Technically teased, what I did. Teased, you teased, so I, didn't really, I didn't really give a full... I did make a teaser. I didn't really tease some teasers. But I think we could announce it right now, what we got coming. Mm. Jacob, oh, yeah. grab that mic a little bit. Okay. So... Um, this is like a, this is a, a more of a direct teaser. We're doing it now. Might as well, right? 
He's here. It's coming hot. Let's go. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here, this is raw dog, dude. Uh-huh. So the reason, what I'm here for. The reason why I wanted to start teasing and announcing this, because um, I've been seeing some comments on the Working Class Bowhunters page and some other stuff about, like, hey, what other podcasts besides WCB? We mostly focus on bow hunting. Of course, it's in our name. But WCB is presenting a new show from scratch with sure. your host, Jacob Johnson. Hey. Explain it. What are we doing? All right. Um, well, we're going to start a show. Kurt and I, we talked about this quite a while ago and kind of finally started getting the ball rolling on it. But it's just kind of one of those things you need to build up. And once the timing is right, then, you know, unleash, I guess. But yeah. you know, it's going to be called uh, Victory Drive. It's going to be um, more of a gun-oriented podcast. So it's going to be it's the one thing in the group too you know we always see like during this time of year right it's gun season yeah. in iowa illinois and everywhere else in the midwest and people are excited about what they shoot and then they post a picture of a buck or something like that they shot with their, with their gun and you always see there's always that one or two assholes that are on there like oh i thought this was a fucking a bow hunting page or a bow hunting site or bow hunting this and it's like that's great and yes it is but you know it's just gonna it's make still a part of our community yeah, it's still, still part of deer yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's all part of the community. It's all, like, we all are in the same umbrella, you know, in the hunting community and stuff. So we're going to start a, a more of a gun-oriented podcast under the working class boner umbrella. The question here. is, yeah. do you know anything about guns? Um, I've shot a few. So, well, how many I've guns shot have you shot? Well, and, and I guess more than you. What we should explain on without going too far yeah. into detail is like, you know, we're covering everything from gun hunting to three gun to precision to ballistics to military stories to all the stuff. And yep. and you're the perfect host for that. Um, we're lucky to have uh, discovered you. We feel like you're our boy band. You're our Backstreet Boys. We're going to take you to the top. <laughs> Thanks, man. And you're going to make us a lot hey. of money. <laughs> I'll ride it. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. Okay. Right. Just that one no, trip. it's <laughs> raw dog. That one trip to Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. that one trip half cocked. We went, we raw dog that trip to Nebraska. Real bad. Yeah, yeah, it was rough actually. So we made it. But uh, no, yeah. My I guess background me. Yeah, I was in the army for a while. I grew up around guns, and guns have always been my first like love. I guess I yeah. didn't get into bow hunting for until I was in my late twenties. I was like, what? I don't know. Four years ago, I think now. Yeah, 2018 when I got into bow hunting and stuff. So. So fairly new to it, but I've been around guns my entire life and spent a few years in the army, did a lot of stuff there. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to cover basically everything, like gun hunting stuff, um, ballistics, like long range shooting. I have a couple friends that were snipers and stuff when we were in the military together. So that's, I'm really looking good, to really good stories. things. A lot of good, um, yeah, some, maybe some war stories, some army stuff or whatever you want to talk about and three gun, te- like, all all that shit it's gonna be all all in there in due time and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a podcast where you go to to tune in every week and be like oh yeah you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna tune in for strictly an hour of tips and tricks and how to do this and how to's it's gonna be a laid-back show like working class bow hunter where it's like you know we we cover that stuff but we also have fun with it we're not just it's not just me talking to a microphone like yep and that's thinking, why we're putting I our stamp on it. You know? That's why yeah. we're putting our stamp on it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's Very one that exciting. I'll actually like listen, listen to. So bang, bang. Um, we're excited to bring that good. to you. So that it yeah. that should be coming first of the year, that podcast. Yeah. Victory Drive. We'll post everything on it here on the socials and you guys will see that. But we're we're really excited about it and we're yeah. glad to have you on board with uh Thank you. Team WCB. You're a WCB producer. 
man. So exciting nice. stuff. Yeah, so. it's very exciting. I'm very, I'm very, very excited about it. And yeah, I mean, thank you guys for trusting me to not sound like a complete fucking idiot. So well, we sound well, like idiots every week. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's not over yet. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Just beginning. Shooting ourselves in the foot before we get going. Yeah. You're a producer. You're one step above Doug already. Oh shit. Yeah. Cool. Well, great. Cool. Good cool. for you. Good for you. So that's an exciting <laughs> teaser that's coming. Um, I feel like I don't talk loud enough after hearing your voice on the mic. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, sorry. You know, you, you, you don't apologize. It's I can't voice. hear myself right now. I don't have the headphones it's just your on. your voice, sorry man. Sorry for being a man. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Maybe We're just should. a bunch of maybe. bitches yeah, compared when, to. When you hit Jacob. puberty yeah. one day. Yeah. When you, when you guys' balls drop, you'll understand. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so looking forward to that, Someday. Jacob. So that's going to yeah, be fun. I also smoked a lot of cigarettes back in the day. So, Did you? Yeah. In the military? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, that adds up to a great yeah. voice. It does. You got to get a little gravel <laughs> that, kids? there. Worked out great for you. Yeah. Ate <laughs> some glass. Yeah, a little sawdust. smoke cigarettes. Oh. You know? I don't oh. smoke cigarettes anymore. I was going to say a joke, but I don't think it was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say You're going to quit I don't now. Care. You're going to quit say? now after say, 548 episodes. Say, and killed a lot of Taliban. I mean, <laughs> we didn't go there to... Handshakes and get a hug. So okay. I mean, a lot of stories to uncover with this series. <laughs> Didn't go there for a haircut. No, I mean, I, yeah, uh, weird haircuts there too, though. By the way, very, very weird. I love it. <laughs> well, that's exciting, man. So appreciate yeah. that. Hopefully, yeah. that's a good enough teaser for everybody. Uh, I don't know how more direct it gets than that, but uh, let's talk. Let's just talk because we got. First of all, I think the first thing we need to talk about and get this on the roster here is we have a South Africa hunting clinic coming up. Pringle Safaris is putting this on, presented by Old Barn Taxidermy and Working Class Bowhunter. We're all in the studio right now. Yep. January 7th, 2 p.m., the Hitching Post in West Point, Iowa. Um, we are going to cover everything really you need to know to get to South Africa and hunt and um Stuart's going to basically run you through everything. We're all going to be there, answer questions. And we're talking booking your flight to getting your taxidermy home and everything in between is the goal. So has anyone ever done anything like this that you guys know about, Stuart or Sam? I don't think so. Nope. No? We kind of did one, what, three years ago, I guess. Yeah, it was, um, I think it was, yeah. Before before COVID. 2018. Um, And that's when I actually met Stuart was back then. We had a, a... old barn event we called a cabin fever mm-hmm. that's right. and we brought Stuart in and some guys from australia and that's right yeah i mean we had a hell of a nice it was it was fun but we yeah. didn't sit down and actually give a seminar no. right it was just a meet greet yep. you know eat chili drink beer yeah which is so cool yeah it was fun now, this is probably more of a seminar than a clinic but a clinic really is more of a how-to yeah yeah, it's, yeah. how it's all, to accomplish it's answering, your goal. yeah it's answering all those questions that the guys have, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, the last time we were just promoting ourselves. Hey, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, giving the uh, uh, the guys ideas of what we have to offer. And, of course, we had those damn Australians. And, holy smokes, I think we were more drunk than we were sober. They're oh, drinkers, man. huh? That, oh. oh, shit. Fuck. I know. That, those, really? ba- those bastards are something else. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it took me a week to recover, but anyway. No kidding. Yeah, I, I just, wouldn't have guessed that. I just walked home. Were they just drink Fosters the whole time? No, no shit. They drink anything. You can't be racist against Australians, Kurt. No, no. I think Gay I, hater I, hates I, Australians. Yeah. Noted. I think those bosses drink F-gas or something because there's just no end to them. It's, no kidding. I never would have guessed that. Uh, it's well, it, same, it, it's yeah. a ball. Yeah. 
I got a head. All I can say, it's a ball. And I think it was a Super Bowl weekend too. It so was. It was. Uh, no, it was. It was ugly. Just yeah. made it worse. Yeah. Well, I, I think the the main goal when we talked about this because we went to Africa, made the uh, Sam made the connection to Stuart with our crew. Yep. Um, very thankful for that, man. It's like good people find good people. That's it's just always a beautiful yeah. thing, and always love and cherish the friendships forever. Excuse you, Eric. Um, but we all kind of we all went to Africa, and we all had like this like love for it instantly it was like yep. dude this whole experience people that have never considered it are missing out and i think all of our attitudes i really confidently think i can speak for all of us when i say if you love bow hunting you have to go to africa one 100%. time in your life yeah, it's just an experience we think you need to have yep insane and once you have it i think you get home and you're like man <laughs> that was awesome. Well, I mean, we've yeah. said it before too. It's like everyone we talked to has been over there. Like, once you go, you will want to go back. And I'm like, I don't know if that's, that's true. Or not. Way, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if yeah. that's true because like it was never really. It's on my list, but it wasn't on my list yet. But once we got the opportunity to go, I'm like, okay, we'll After go. After the first day, you're like, first oof. day, you're like, first kill, you're like, yeah, I'm coming <laughs> back. I'm coming back for <laughs> sure right away. Well, right. in that in that dude that we met in the airport too, he was really yeah. talking about that a lot at the Chicago airport, not. Yep, and right. we hadn't even left yet. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, dude. Hey, we met him before you got to the airport. Oh, yeah. That was, we already covered that. <laughs> we had talked about we that. Already talked, we already covered that. <laughs> shush, shush, shush. But, <laughs> but I guess, you know, that having that passion when we got home and talking with both of you guys, Sam and Stuart, were like, we need to do something be, to make people realize how attainable this really is. Because it's not – people think Jim Shockey, Africa – hippos and leopards and cape buffalo and all that and it's like that stuff's cool but that's like the expensive stuff like you're gonna spend real money for that and it might not even be as expensive as you think for that type of stuff but if you want to go kill the animals that i think i think they're all cool but like impala and kudu or a sable and zebra and like badass and waterbuck badass horned animals it's not nearly as much as you think, and it's so attainable. 100%. Yeah. So I think that's what got the ball rolling with all of us, you know, as, as a whole group. It's just like, we need to do something to show people how amazing this really is and then make people feel comfortable because it's scary. Yep. Well, it's, I think I think right now, as a community that does not know, people fear that travel. They yeah. do. And that's they the fear, and they the, fear the Taliban. I mean, that's the way you hear, you know, Africa's full of Taliban, you know. Yeah. And I asked you, Kurt, did you feel safe? And you said, well, 100% I felt safe. Yep. feels nice going in a big group, too. If you can bring two or three or four buddies with you and do it, it's a it's a fun trip. We brought our wives with us. I mean, that's how safe we felt. You know, yeah. It was, it was awesome. You want to bring a guy that's killed Taliban with you. I say, yeah. especially when you got a guy that looks like Jacob with you, you yeah. feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh, I'm, I'm going in June or July. When am I going? <laughs> July. June. July, yeah. Uh, you better go with us. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. All right. <laughs> All right. Rock on. I'll, I'll, take a, you got my back. I'll take a trip to Africa anytime. You know, I, I'm old, so I need somebody to back me. You, know, you, need, you need that bodyguard when you I, arrive at I the do. airport. I do. But, but yeah, we, we arrived as bodyguards. I'm just kidding. I mean, you five don't, hours you later. Don't, you don't need, yeah, five hours later. You don't, you don't need bodyguards in Africa. I mean, we really, I mean, it's, it's you know, the, unfortunately, social media and media have, have killed the country because of the political instability and whatever else it is. But it's as, it's. It's safer than Chicago. It's safer oh, than sure. any of the cities, you know. I mean, 
any large city in Africa or in the world, you go down and you get you go down the wrong alley. You, you you're going to run into crap. You if know, you're looking right? for trouble, you're going to find you're it. You're going to find it. So unfortunately, you know, we, we avoid. Well, not unfortunately. Fortunately, we avoid all that crap. So we have meets and greets at the airport just to make, except five hours later. But um, <laughs> generally, there's nothing like waking up at five o'clock with this booming voice. Stuart, where are you? <laughs> well, I, well, I, 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 I think I was more afraid of that voice than a charging Cape Buffalo. But, I'll, um, be, I'll be there soon, Liam. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be there. Let me round up the troops and get my ass out of there. But he still has nightmares of Jacob's voice. Oh, jeez, I wake up in a sweat. <laughs> No, but, no, um, I'm on time. I'm on time. <laughs> but um, yeah, just coming back to that whole thing, you know, um, we have meet and greet systems where we try and make everyone feel safe, and you know, and we talk right up to the point of arrival, and and have the guys there. Generally, we'll have somebody out there. If, if you're flying in with firearms, we have the lady that's um, that does the clearance and the, and the and the permits and that. But obviously, with bow, you don't need that. So it's basically it, it arrives with your with your luggage, you know. Yep. Um, so it makes it a lot easier for a bow hunter. You don't have to go through the, all that paperwork and the permits and the temporary import permits and that. But um, you know, it's it's pretty safe because you you know you jump into your vehicles and you get the hell out of town, you know, in mm-hmm. the whole city. And um, we try and get to the the hunting areas as quickly as we possibly can because that's what you've come to do. Yep. I mean, we can do the the city, you know, excursions afterwards and show a little bit of this and that and, you know, the, the, the trinkets yeah. and yeah. all that type of stuff. But ideally, you guys are paid for a trip and we want to get you into the hunting area as quickly as we can, you know. So, yeah, that's the goal. And I think, you know, Sam, you hit the nail on the head there. It's like the travel scares people. It's so mm-hmm. far away. It's oh, a yeah. different country. It's uh, blah, blah, blah. The flight is long. How am I going to get my bow there? Yeah. How am I gonna is get all my, my stuff going to show up? Like, yeah. yeah. That's like the, I think that's the biggest thing that keeps people from thinking about Africa. Yeah. It's so far away. And yeah. that's where they stop with Africa. But this is what's going to be so great about this clinic, which, by the way, we're talking about live streaming it. Yep. There is going to be special like hunt packages for attendees if you're there, and that will cover at the end. So we'll probably just cut the live. So we're talking about doing like a Facebook Live and an Instagram Live if we have to do it. Uh, we'll figure that out. But we're leaning yes. We were leaning no before the podcast. We talked through it. So we are leaning yes to live stream it so that info is out there so you guys can um, – We'll try and schedule that live stream, maybe start at, like, 2.30. We'll let you guys and know. And we'll let you guys know, too, like, when it gets closer, if we're going to go live or not, for sure. But Yeah. So, um, but I think that's that's going to be the best thing about this is, like, meeting Stuart, meeting some of his guys, having Stuart explain to you when you arrive, this is what your stay is going to be like. You're not staying in, like, shitty shacks like you, like you might think if you don't know any better. This is <laughs> nice stuff it's nicer yeah. than hotels you'll stay in in <laughs> oh, the states for sure. and i i think if you don't know that you just don't know right. so so it's not a tent with a mosquito net no i mean we we don't have mosquito problems in most of our areas yes you you have a, every now and then you know all i say to guys just make sure you drink enough gin and tonic so the mosquito if the mosquito does bite <laughs> you he's not going to get through you know yes. but um, <laughs> we don't have malaria you know in all our areas except if you start going north and you start looking at um Going like bongo into, or something? Yeah. yeah. Well, the any, bongo. Any, anything. Well, bongo's an animal, right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's central, a badass animal. Central Africa and the Congo is where you hunt bongo. I thought um, you meant you were trying to say Congo. 
Oh, come oh, on. Bongo. <laughs> Bongo in the Congo. He's cultured now. Hey, that's, I that's know it. animals. Yeah, there put, you go. Put that pinky up. That's right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. Suck my dick, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, my, guy. <laughs> my guy. My <laughs> guy. Sorry, Stuart. No, 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 no. Um, it's, it's just coming back to that. You know, it's. It's all about knowing and being able to ask the questions. So it's, right. in, it's, it's terribly tough when, when people are just going to something blind. Right. You know, and like with you guys, we had a lot of uh, phone call conversations where, you know, you were asking all the questions. And I think, you know, the rest of the guys were going, oh, shit, what are we in for? You know, you relayed what I was telling you to them. Mm-hmm. And um, but I think this is a fantastic opportunity, especially you know. Well, thank to Sam, thanks for Sam, you know, his contribution to the whole thing, where we can actually talk about it. We can from you know when you decide to come, how you know your money doesn't leave the country until pretty much you do. Mm-hmm. Then I transfer it because I've got a you know we, we've got the the American account, so your money gets transferred. Yeah, it's held yeah until right before you, you basically you guys come out and then. Mm-hmm. We transfer it across to you know to the different ranches and that. So everything happens here in the U.S. And then once we're there, we obviously try and settle a lot of it up with cash and all that at the end, which you guys did, which was fantastic because we can negotiate a lot better when when we've got the old greenbacks. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I love it. It, it. it just makes it so much easier because I mean. We're in a corrupt government. We're in a corrupt system in Africa, and it's not just South Africa. It's, I guess it's all over the place. Well, it's not corrupt here, is it? Yeah. No, not at all. No, no, not at all. No, Joe no, no. Biden's our president, Sam. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> zero greed here, yeah. especially, especially from the government. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Nancy we, Pelosi. Well, I just oh, heard, I heard today <laughs> that Elon bought the FBI from the Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I'm, all, I'm oh, an Elon brilliant. Musk fan right now. Yeah. Hey, he's probably the richest African American, isn't he? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. He comes from my town. Well, not my town, but my country. So yeah, Stuart grew up with him. Didn't you know that? I didn't know the <laughs> fuck until he was famous. So. <laughs> <laughs> he got famous and don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we used to ride bicycles together. No, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Now he's got an electric bicycle. <laughs> what, a, yeah, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Shut he just up. looks down. He's like, "Man, what did Stuart do with his life? He was such a cool he's got kid." He's hunts. Yeah. Yeah. What a fag! How, how's hunting over there? Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing? That's a dying country. I mean, they don't even speak their own languages anymore. <laughs> but I, I do think this is. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Not only is it going to have like, I really do think because we're gonna have, we're gonna bullshit with everyone before we're gonna do this, and we're gonna bullshit and even take more questions and tell stories, and we're gonna have hunting camp after this. Mm-hmm. We, we have two bartenders for this thing. Oh, oh, two freaking bartenders. Plus, West Point hosts the Sweet Corn Festival, so you know they know how to throw a party. Oh, my. But here, here's the thing. Here's what I want to tell Watermelon people. Crawl. If you're in our area, a couple-hour drive, even if it's not on your radar, come hear us out. We have, we're not charging admission. No. We're we're gonna take tips. We do have money put into this for the venue, and and or we're gonna even ha- if it's on your radar ten years out, like come learn about it. Well, you gotta yeah. start planning now. It's better if you know now. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, well, it's, be- it's better if you know somebody that knows somebody that's been there. Yeah, that's right. I agreed. And then you're not going in blind. But mm-hmm. we think even if even if it's kind of like hey, it's not um high on my list, but I'd like it's free information. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come come out. I think it's a party. It's yep. going to be a party. We're going to yeah. have a ton of fun. 
I'm really looking forward to it. We've never really done anything like mm-hmm. educational like this. Okay. Are idiots. I heard, there, I heard there's rumor to be a real lion there. <laughs> I, that's, I, hey. You got to find out. You got to come show up. Tiger D- King. Douglas, <laughs> Douglas, don't put any pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get a real lion, that'd be great. A lion. <laughs> Shows up with a house cat. It's the best I could do. <laughs> we need that Tiger King dude, but we don't have tigers in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but if we just make it up, then yeah, no, no one's going to know a difference. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll just get a tiger and spray paint it a tawny It's just color, got like a fake so. mane on it. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just say, a dog. We'll we'll just call it. We'll just call it the line of Tsavu. Those mainless lines that kill all those railway workers. (laughs) If you want to think about this way too, you could think about it as like the the beginning of trade show season. Except this is not. Is like the working class bow hunter African trade show. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to think about that, if you don't want to think about like, oh, they're going to try suckering me into a fucking African trip because for whatever reason. You know, no, yeah, think it was yeah. like a fun trade show. You come out and hang out with the boys, yeah. drink some beers, and have a good time. We're not going to sell you timeshare. Yeah, yeah. You, you literally don't have to pay for anything unless you want to give us a tip for some of our expenses, and if you want to go to the bar and buy a beer. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's I mean, on you. The whole the whole thing is is geared around hunter sharing information. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all hunters. It doesn't matter if you bow a rifle, you know, American powder or whatever it is. You know, you're there to just. Come and have fun and see what it's all about and learn something. You know, I think the biggest problem with Africa is people just don't know enough about it. They don't. You know, and we all go, oh, we heard this from that guy and and from social media. Social media is a whole lot of horse crap. But, you know, when it comes to information. Mm -hmm. So come and get it. You know, my partner Nathan's going to be there. So we're going to have two guys that born and bred, you know, in South Africa that – will give you the ins and outs, you know, mm-hmm. that have lived through, shit, I mean, you know, from 1970 all the way through to now, you know. So, mm-hmm. and we've seen the country change, you know, and, and obviously we've lived through apartheid and whatever else. And, you know, everyone goes, oh, apartheid, you racist bastards and whatever it is. But, you know, it, we, we didn't create it. We moved on, you know. We yeah. didn't create apartheid, you know. It was just a part of our life. Right, oh, right. You know, um, Africa, throughout Africa, from north to south was colonized you know so that's how we learned as a white person what africa was about Mm -hmm. you know and like i said i mean i can go into the history and when this tribe moved in and that tribe moved in and this white first white colonial group and the british and whatever but you know the whole thing about africa is this clinic is the perfect example to come and learn about it how to get there what it take what to expect and just the ins and outs of how you can you know save up for it you know we we talk from basically planning your trip from your deposit all the way through to getting the taxidermy home Mm -hmm. and i think it's a fantastic thing especially having sam here who can explain all that as well but you know from my side I'd, I'd love you guys to come and talk to me. I speak a little funnily, but you know, you, I'm sure you buggers will understand me. And, <laughs> and and the more I drink, the smoother I talk. So. Yeah, we get, we'll get a few shots in him. He'll be it'll be hey, flowing like water. It yeah. come hey, dude. Yeah. <laughs> then it, then it's a lot easier. Then you'll hey, understand. Start doing this. Yeah. When I when I start throwing the fingers up and calling you dude and all that, then then it's hey, bro, hey, yeah. loose kudu. Now Nathan, on the other hand. Nathan, you got to have a. Nathan gives you that South African vibe. Yeah. You got to, and he's a fun dude. He man. is a good dude. He's a fun dude. It's 
I'm really looking forward to the camaraderie of it. I think there's going to be a lot of friends made at this. 100%. Um, which is what it's about, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? What we're going to try and do is pin down when we're going back. So if you guys want to go with us, who we've been, we know Stuart, we know Sam. When we go back, you guys will have a chance to go when we go. So we can all go and share that camp together. We've already been. So if you need that like comfort, we get it. It's uncomfortable to travel to an unknown place to do unknown things. It's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. But now but, we experienced it. We kinda have an idea we kinda have an idea of what's going on, so we'll get you through it. Well some guys yeah. don't have the ride and die to go with him. Right. No. Right. Yeah. Like you said, you know, it's it's better when you got a group. Yeah. That is you know, some so guys true. don't have that group. They don't have them. That so, Sam, I'm glad you said that. We mm-hmm. get a lot of messages from guys that are like, "Man, I want to go out west, but I don't really want to go alone. Yeah. I don't have any buddies that will really commit." Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we could be your buddies that'll commit. Yeah. A lot of their buddies are just pussies. That's yeah. that's just straight up. And and a lot of guys don't commit to what they say they're going to yeah. do. Yeah, mm-hmm. or their old lady won't let them go. Hey, can't kill <laughs> big bucks. If yep. your wife sucks, you it's, know? It's, it's going to be on both my trucks. I love it. <laughs> you can't kill Big Sable. No. If your wife's a... We're disabled. We're going to... Easy. Easy. We're having a good time here. <laughs> Goddamn. Oh, wrong buttons. Wrong button. <laughs> it, it still applies. I'm still fitting. <laughs> That's the one I wanted right there. <laughs> so we, we're going to get a, a rhyme of with like bulls and, and, and rams or whatever it is. Uh, so that we can definitely put tr- a... <laughs> Okay, we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Bucks, well, bucks, well, we understand it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes like sense, it. right? I like it. B-U-C-K-S or B-O-K-S? Yeah. <laughs> right? Is that how you guys spell it? The Gims a Buck? B- a B-U-C-K-S, because we're English. Bok B O K is is the Afrikaans. Afrikaans, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I wasn't way. I wasn't. Way no, out. no, you, you're close. Ne- next time you'll understand. I will. I will. <laughs> hey, when you know better, it's the you Congo. Do better. It's the Congo. <laughs> I want to go to the Congo to kill a bongo. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Hey, you go. You got it. You got it. You got it. All right. Well, I, I think it's going to be a great time. Um, I do want to get into more. Africa stories here soon as the podcast goes on, but Sam. Old Barn Taxidermy's been murdering the taxidermy game, not only with just Old Barn Taxidermy in general, but the G2 Forms line. Oh, man, it's on fire. Bravo. Can you talk about G2 Forms a little bit? Yeah. You know, with the COVID and the supply chain thing that happened to everybody, I mean, it it didn't leave the taxidermist unaffected. I mean... Oh, we're going to do some fines here, Stuart. Yeah. What? Sorry. The the deal... (laughs) That's right. Like, we have a big Walmart in our industry that sells most everything, right? Well, all the wa- taxidermy supplies. Yes, and like that. yes. And they bought out Pains, all... forms, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they bought out all the mom-pa vendors, right? So now we're all just hanging on their shirt strings. And next thing you know is they can't supply us. We, you know, we'd order a deer mannequin today, and we might get it in 10 weeks. We might not. So, you know, I kind of seen this coming. Yeah. And I, I've mounted in my life thousands of deer, right? And I know what I like and dislike about almost every mannequin on the market. Because right. there are none of them great. I mean, just absolutely great. And ours isn't either. I mean, they all have their own problems. Right. But I got with a sculptor, and I said, hey, you know, we're kind of wanting to do this and this and this, and I like, you know, the neck on this mannequin. I like the shoulders on this mannequin. You know, I want a head that looks like the Midwest. And, you know, we just kind of went for it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, we just went all in. I'm an all-in guy. 
So nothing scares me, you know. I just bail in, and think, "Fuck, what's the worst that happen? I go broke? Well, I've been broke before, so that's not, <laughs> you know. I'm still sitting here, you know. I'm getting old, you know, and I'm like, what yeah. the what the hell, you know? So, yeah. but yeah, no, it's it's killing it. We got like 20 different mannequins right now, uh, different sizes and poses. And God, whatnot. I didn't know you had that many already. Yeah, yeah, we're doing four a month. So okay. four about every six weeks by the time because my my new forms yes my sculptor's actually in Wisconsin right mm-hmm. so I got to send a truck to Wisconsin to bring the sculpture back and then my mold builders in Ohio because I'm not smart enough to build a fucking mold right yeah. I gotta I gotta pay somebody to do that so then we got to go to Ohio right <laughs> yeah yeah so you know I, I can only you know and I won't borrow no money because I just don't believe in banks so you know I yeah. I save and save and save and. I send this guy over here to pick that up, and I send him to Ohio, and next thing you know, you know, we got four molds. You know, it's about every four to six weeks that we're adding that. That's out. awesome. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. but it's it's killing it. Oh, it's it's amazing. And and the thing that I'm trying to do, you know, I kind of soft or soft opened it last year. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be Walmart who couldn't supply. Right. 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 right yeah. So I just kind of went into it just softly, and softly went really, really well. Yeah. I mean, it's like, man, <laughs> these things are the best. I mean. Our brisket is, and if you can look at briskets in here, you know, everyone's different. Yeah. But our brisket, literally Stevie Wonder could put it together. I mean, it just falls into place. But, I mean, we just knew what we wanted, so. Love it. Yeah, we're happy. That's awesome. Good. We're happy, happy, happy. So, so and, right. and for people, I don't want people to get it, like, mixed up. They don't have to go to Old Barn to get a G2 form. Oh, no. No, we're selling to everybody in the United States. So if your taxidermist doesn't carry G2, how, how, do, how, how do they get them to get a G2 form? You know... <laughs> I'm keeping the price down, so I don't have catalogs. I don't have fancy websites. We have a website, but basically it's Facebook, guys. Yeah. So go on hit our, our Facebook and then just call us. You know, that's the easiest thing to do. So if a customer is in Maryland and yep. they take their deer in, hey, can I want a G2 form on my deer. 100%. And, you know, his tax numbers could get on Facebook or, you know, just www.g2.com, you know, okay. or g2taxidermysupply.com. Okay. So, Google, but Google, best Google. best thing is Facebook. I mean, we'll put it in the link. Facebook yeah. has been amazing for Thank us. Thank you, Doug. Mm. You know, I mean, it's so, so. Sam, what about you know? Obviously, the Texas deer and that are a lot smaller. Everything's different. This is a this is a Midwest deer. Okay, so it's a big you, It's a big full headed. Yeah. Would you ever work on something for the Texans? I'm or? probably not going to. Okay, we'll no. make your Texas just, deer look like a Midwest deer. Is, yeah. that, is that just because <laughs> the bulk of your work has been yeah. Western? Yeah. yeah, you know, as a businessman. You you want to be able to sell X amount of of these Probably. mannequins, you know, to make the money to invest in the guy up in Wisconsin the doing the play work. Yeah. Plus, the guy in Wisconsin, he's not going to sculpt a, a Texan steer because he don't know what they look like. Exactly. Right. Yep. You know, if yes. I had a sculptor, now I have a sculptor out west that's doing like some like mule deer and antelope. Mm-hmm. We are going to bring that aboard. So I'm not going to say I'll never do it. Mm-hmm. If I get the right guy, just beat on my door and say, "Hey, you know, yeah, I'm we, looking for somebody to start a new podcast and." Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying, and, yeah, and it's yeah. the right guy, and yeah, you know, I kind of vet them and see they're not assholes. And yeah, you might want to be looking at Jacob for well, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I need that. Yeah, I, I need, need that. that. Hey, you know what? Hasn't even dropped yet. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we start going to hang out with Stuart in Texas because Stuart lives in Texas. For the record, everybody, yeah, um, we start killing some Texas whitetails. Everything's bigger in Texas. Except the white. He's holding out on us too. He's got a couple good ones down there. I yeah. seen. He them. does. I seen them. 
Stuart's like, God damn it. <laughs> no, 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 I'd, for all I got. <laughs> I'd, I'd, love, I'd love you buggers to come and, and, and visit me in Texas. And, we'll come hey, bug you. We need to get you on a Midwest whitetail. That's what we need, man. Holy smokes, I'll probably crap myself when I see how big that <laughs> is. Is there a lot of African Americans in Texas? I love the, how vague that question actually is. <laughs> I, Sam, I can't give you a number. All right. I didn't think so. <laughs> Turns out Elon Musk and me. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is a dude, isn't he? Yeah. Or Austin? Well, I've got a family as well, so there's a few more. You know? yeah. <laughs> how, how did you get in Texas? So uh, just to, well, a quick story. We, My wife was involved with with dell computers and we landed up going to go and spend well we were on a four-year contract in dubai so we moved to dubai in 2012 from south africa yeah yeah with 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 dell and uh, after the first year she lost her job and oh we, fuck what we're we gonna do now you know we've got all these expenses in dubai and but you know fortune she's damn good at what she does and you know and so they headhunted her pretty much created a position for her and so that changed a lot and then they wanted her to stay and we landed up six and a half years in Dubai. How was that? You know, uh, it's it's all clean and neat and, you know, beautiful for the first three years and then it fucking sucks. Why? <laughs> Why does it suck? What sucks about I, it? I just don't like the people, you know. They're just rude and racist. And Is there anything to hunt in Dubai? Yeah, we actually did, eh, Austin. We, 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 we reopened the hunting in the UAE, <coughs> myself and a mate of mine, Hans Enslin, who was working for... You reopened the hunting? Yeah, the, the chase and that closed it. And um, because those guys just kill everything. I mean, fuck if it moves, it dies. It's, I, I think it's like any tribe in every country. Is, is there, I, I, I just don't understand. Is there native people in Dubai? Where, what is, I thought Dubai was an artificial island thing. No, 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 no. no. Oh, what am I thinking of? You're thinking or Dubai has. No, a- you're thinking of Dubai because they've created something from nothing. I mean, oh, okay. It, it just shows you what oil wealth can do, and 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 I'm talking with a lot of correction here, and but you know, um, the local people, the sheikhs, and that there are a lot of royal families, wealthy families, and that, and they all have these massive game farms, and they and, and they've introduced animals from all over the world. I mean, fuck the bongo in a desert. I mean. Holy crap. I mean, you, you, that's bizarre. You know, I, I've got a very good friend who works for one of the sheikhs, one of the lower sheikhs, you know, lived in the palace. Well, he didn't live in the palace, but he looked after all the animals around the palace. And it was like probably 400 acres around his, his palace. And he had Jeronik. He had, I mean, such a big red kangaroo cheetah. He had more cheetah than I'd ever seen in my life. So those are the dudes that have like crazy sports cars and like a tiger yeah. in it and shit. Yep. That's that's you know talking about Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah, so so you see all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so they've got all these different animals there, but they're the only guys that can hunt. Because the Sheikh oh. Muhammad closed all the hunting years and years ago. So my, well, I created some. I didn't um, officially, you know, submit all the documents to open the hunting. But my mate was doing it. They were trying to prove they had this ten thousand acre fenced desert. I mean, that's what it was. It was a desert. And they built this incredible lodge, you know, on it. Um, it was a tented lodge, you know, that's obviously um, air-conditioned and everything. And it could sleep 20 people. And, and, and Hans just said to them, there's no fucking way 20 people can hunt in this desert. 
that's maybe one person. Mm-hmm. So then they acquired more land, but they 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 brought in the Arabian oryx. Um, <clears throat> it was there already. So to give you a quick quick idea of the Arabian oryx, there were none left in the world. They were wiped out. They, Where were they native to? So they. Um, the UAE, Saudi Arabia, and northern parts of Africa. Okay. So um, there, I think there were seven or eight left in the San Diego Zoo. No kidding. That was it. The UAE, Saudi Arabia, Texas, uh, parts of South Africa, I believe we're looking at tens of thousands of them now. Wow. Really? Yeah. So, 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 so it's a great, you know um, – conservative story not conservation story where you know from seven or eight they brought them back wow so so, that's amazing so they reopened the hunting you know and and they were trying to trying to get people foreigners to come in and hunt them and that so they could export them but the arabs they they always put the cart before the horse so they bought all these incredible things but you know no one went Oh fuck! We need CITES permits because this is on the highly endangered list. Oh fuck! We need this, so people are coming over there to hunt them, but they can't bring them home. Mm. And you're spending fifteen thousand dollars on an Arabian oryx, you know, where I'd rather shoot one in Texas for sixty five hundred, mm-hmm. right. and I can take it home. Take it home, right. right? Yeah, you know. So, and it's and it's a sad thing based on the fact that. You know, they didn't do their, their, their homework into looking at the whole thing about CITES permits, Apex 1 or Apex 2, whichever, you know, they fall under. And then they're going, oh, geez, well, you know, what are we going to do, you know? But in saying that, there were a couple of different gazelles, the mountain gazelle and the sand gazelle that we hunted. So I got I, I got to experience that, which was fantastic. Yeah. And then um, to come back to how we got to Texas, um, so we landed up, um, my wife being, you know, she had a global role and they, and they eventually Dell said to her that she had to get out the country because it was expensive because as an expat, they paid for your housing and they paid for schooling. And in, in the UAE, that, that shit's all expensive. You know, it's all private schooling and everything like that. So, and it's obviously you're living in a tax-free country. Mm-hmm. So you're earning whack of money, but everything is paid by the companies because it's all tax-free for the companies as well. So just to break it down, we had to leave Dubai. Um, we were given a couple of options to go. They offered my wife, um, she said, oh, first of all, they asked her, uh, you know, hey, where would you want to go? And she said the U.S., you know, both my husband and I would love to go there. And, and I'd experienced coming over here marketing and I just wanted to, well, I wanted to live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, so they said U.S. wasn't an option. So we said, oh, shit, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was just because, you know, with with a big corporate like that company, they they pay for your move. So they pay oh. for your furniture. They pay for your visas. Everything. Yeah, so they pretty much pay for everything. And then they give you a couple of months rent until you find the right, right home. So I understand it's a, you know, it's a big capital layout and – and obviously, my wife was important enough to them that they would move her here. But we we eventually got an offer out of Ireland, and we decided, okay, well, cool, we'll go to Ireland. Rugby's good because my kids play rugby, and I coach it, and everything like that. And my daughter swims, and so we decided we'd do that. And um, 
my wife and kids all on French passports, so you know I was I was able to work in 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 Ireland. So we thought we'd do that because then it would you know financially make sense. Um, so April eighteen, you know, my wife got a uh, call from her boss and said, "Hey, would you?" Would you guys like to move to the U.S.? My, my wife said, well, fuck, I thought that was off the cards. And they said, well, no, it's on the cards. So she said, fuck, for sure. Well, I hope she really said fuck, too. Yeah. <laughs> she probably didn't. Fuck yeah. <laughs> she said, she, 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 let's she's, go to fucking Texas now. <laughs> yeah. She said it. Sign me up, motherfucker. Our only other South African hat. friends in Texas, so we're going to go there, too. Old Elon. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's called our boy. We're going to go next to him. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Um, and then the paperwork started, and let me tell you something. For a first world country, holy fuck, they're backwards. I mean, it's, it's just everything. It's well, we don't like African Americans here. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jesus so, so, sorry, South sorry, Af- we haven't been canceled so- yet. We're canceled for sure. <laughs> sorry, I'll leave. I meant South African Americans. Just, just, just the white African Americans. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Well, That's what we're talking about. I what? I didn't say it wrong. You did. You're, are you African American, Stuart? Technically. Um. Well, I've got a. I, I was born in South Africa and. I have a green card in America, so, well, hell yeah, I think I am. So, <laughs> suck my balls, Jacob. But I didn't say nothing. Who? You made me out. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, you want to say your sable statement again? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to say that. Come on, we kidding. Come on. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah, so that's how we landed up. Yeah, laugh. I think I think, I think we need to find the quiet guys. Yeah, I think Doug needs a little fine. Yeah, okay. What do, do I need to find for? You just seem too damn Sam, quiet. Sam hasn't experienced this yet, and neither has Jordan. So, Stuart, you have to explain the fines. So what we, this is because Sam, you're going to get this every day. When you're in South Africa, and you're going to love it. Well, first oh, of all, when it. when uh, Stuart. Showed up to the airport, finally. He goes, oh, fuck, boys, I'm going to get a fine for this. And we're like, well, what the hell's a fine? Like, are you going to get a ticket for leaving us at the airport or what? So you deserve one. If you listen to the South African camp podcast and the recap podcast, you're familiar. But now we're all in here. And I think, Sam, if you want to do one, you can. Jordan, I encourage you to do one. Uh, Stuart, break this down one more time on a good mic because we didn't have good studio mics when we were in in Africa. Yeah, so basically, what what we do on a normal hunting day, you know, the guys will get back in the evening, and you know, the guys will all get back together. We call PHs over there. I don't know what that means, but it's something I think professional hunting. I like it better, man. (laughs) I like PH better than guide. Anyway, anyway, so we come back in and we all get together and say, so tell us about your day. And the guys will go, yeah, we did this. And holy shit, this dude made a bad shot. And that, oh, that guy <laughs> fucked up here. And what, you know, <laughs> and then we go, oh, so, so, so we, we gather our, our sort of intelligence. Well, not that we are, but intelligence. We pretend. We pretend. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then at dinner or after dinner, just before we sort of settle in for the evening, we, we'll have a, we call it a fines evening where, Everyone will go, we'll sit around a table and they go, okay, we'll start off with all the guys and say, okay, well, all right, we'll start with you, Kurt. Who you want to find this evening? And then we'll go right around the table. And, and when they were out there, all the girls had a chance. I'm sure you got to see that and heard about it. And and um, and it's kind of become a tradition in our camp. And, you know, it's not 
we just love it because it's it's just humor, you know, more so yeah. than anything else. Yeah. And the guys love it because that's the right mood. Yeah, it's, com- it's camaraderie at its finest. Man. Oh man, and the, then the guys will actually start going. It become just a task for them. Fuck, how can I how can I find my pH? <laughs> how can I find the client? I well, shut, we're, we're going to figure this out, you know. And I will say it's gonna it's gonna feel different having fireball versus the ginger brandy. Yeah, yeah, no, the ginger brandy is where it's at. We got to yep. get the ginger brandy this here is not in the where states. It's at. I got three no. fines every night Smart. I was there. Yep. Well, you deserved them. You did. <laughs> fines are fine. Hey, I did some fucking so, yeah, shit. Ginger yeah. brandy is like the staple. <laughs> ginger brandy is the staple in South Africa. You we saw some shit. Can, can you even get it in the state? Jordan, you would know the best. I swear to God, he's from Wisconsin. Is ginger brandy a thing in Wisconsin? Yeah. Oh, it is. That's like, okay, I don't, I don't know. All right. Well, is it like a ginger liqueur? It's kind of an old school thing, but it is definitely a thing in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I don't know anything about well, brandy. Kurt and Stuart, you got time tomorrow. Well, we'll I need your, I'll give you my address. Yeah. I need it. I know. I've, I've actually got the D, I've got the DTs. I haven't had it in such a long time. The DTs? The, the shakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Jesus. are we going to do a round of fines? Yes, I think, I think we could do that. Let's do a round of fines, but here's the thing. We don't have much to fine each other on right no. now because we haven't hunted. So this is an off-season fines roundtable, and I think Doug and Eric got you guys got some fines on each other. As my guess, for what? <laughs> There's a lot going on. She know Doug. Shits and giggles. Who wants Stuart? Why don't you, you fire this off? Stuart, All right. start. And, and you pick which way it goes afterwards. All right. So I I'm feeling pretty bad now because I arrived from Texas and. And I'm gonna find myself. You can't because, find yourself. Okay. Well, then please somebody somebody find me for this because I smell like an African. And, and uh, <laughs> you smell I, like shit. That's a I, fine. I, I know. And, and, and it's and it's horrible. So what I what I so please somebody find me for that. But I'm gonna find Douglas. The giraffe smelled better be, because because <laughs> I I saw Douglas twin in in Dallas today. <laughs> and and I walked up and I walked up to him to say hello, Doug. And he turned around, wasn't Doug. Oh. But they had the same mustache how dare you doug <laughs> doug were you in texas today how many are we giving out more fines like should i just drink to half it? half of it okay okay that's fair because you couldn't help it we you. normally in camp Stuart, we do, if you can't help it you can't get a fine yeah. why is it spicy like you can't you can't take an unfair because the committee the people are the committee yeah. we'll call so, it yeah so, so you can't take an unfair fine because the committee will be like nope that's not finable you yeah, know you like, can't just hand out a fine to be an asshole but no, exactly this is kind of the exception because we don't have too much to fine on right. all right so we're gonna go dag you're next i just oh uh, Stuart, you smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. that should have been me, motherfucker, because he rode all the way here in my truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to find for Eric. Twice. I, I just bought him. I just bought Africa with me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he gets in, he's like, "Sorry, I smell like a South African." That <laughs> was like home. Okay, it's my ah. turn, huh? <sighs> Eric, I'm finding you for making fun of me saying bongo because you thought I was. M- not knowing what I was talking yeah, about. That was a fucking weak fine. It's a pretty good fine uh, for actually, the time being. That's actually pretty legit. Thank yeah. you, Jacob. Yep. I hope your podcast excels. Yeah. Thanks, man. You're welcome. You're a great guy. Mm. That was fair, Eric. Give me that. That was fair. That was fair. Okay. Alay, <laughs> love you. Love you too. Thank you. Thanks for saying it back. God damn. I don't. I've really got a fine. Nope. Yeah. Right. Now let's go back to Eric. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Want, okay, go I'll ahead. go. My fine's going to go to Jordan 
It's I can't tell the full story. All I can say is it is whitetail related. It's big whitetail related. The next podcast is the, it coming out? Yes, we're going to podcast about this tomorrow night. Hope you find him then too. Brought to you by Pullback and Let Go. <laughs> That's fine. Brought to you. That's fine. That's fine. Brought to you by Pullback and Let Go. Great flannels. Check out the Lord flannel. Uh, not only can you wear it as a dress up button up flannel, you can also wear it as a jacket. And it also looks great paired over a hoodie, the working class bow hunter hoodie made in the USA. To great be with exact. a beard, too. Okay, now you can take your fine jewelry. Who needs marketing when you got these fellas? Listen, we're geniuses. Okay, there you go. So, Jacob, you're next. Did Eric think of something? No, go ahead. No, shit. I kind of forgot. I'm a, I, I got skipped. Mm. Sam, I can't wait for you to go. I want to go with. <laughs> I want to go with Sam to Africa. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. It right. sounds like he needs three security guards. I just want to sit between do. him and Linda on the plane so I can sleep on Linda's shoulder all the yeah. time until she tells me to fuck and, off. And she'll let you because she's such a lovely lady. She's so, I love her. Hey, guarantee she won't spill a Coke on you. Dude, yeah, <laughs> Doug. That's not a guarantee. Doug. Did you ever find him for that? No, but it's fucking coming that other half. You better save that shit, bitch. <laughs> um, is it... Okay. I'm going to throw this out there since we haven't been there, but um, I guess I'm going to have to find... Eric for taking so long in the chip bet, like it's gun season now, and you're in victory drive I mean, territory at this point. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the chip bet doesn't count, but you could. It's all part of my plan, but I'll it. take the fine. Okay, it's all part take of your plan. plan. Oh, sorry. And Drink up, Buttercup. Eric again doubles down and gets fined. Yeah. The most should, I, should I give him another one? Eric is just taking <laughs> I mean, the, the brunt of all the fines. Every time, every night in Africa, I got three. I watched Eric do three in a row, and I'm like, dude, this guy's gonna die. Because I thought there's no telling if you're gonna get more. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you could have done three off the bat at, every night. And I'm like, oh Hat gosh, trick. this is not gonna Hat be good. It, good even the is, girls find you. That just means people like you, Eric. I was like, good thing his wife's here. <laughs> people just like to see me fucked up, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're, you're a lot more fun when you're all fucked right, up. Does Jordan, oh, Jordan, you're on, you're on an op this. Do you have a fine? You, we can come back to you. I'll come back to me. Sam. I got a fine. Okay. I need to find Doug. <laughs> I got no photo credit for any of those photos oh, of yeah, that deer. None. It's just a hashtag oh, old Krusty Sam or something. Old Krusty Sam. That's I mean, what's up with that? That's Thank the you, best though. find yeah, that's, that's of good. the night. That's yeah. the best find. <laughs> Top find. Hey, he's got to take two for that one. Agreed. I got another one. No, I'm fine. fine. Okay. It was cold. And my ass crack was hanging out. <laughs> Damn. But old, I, didn't, I didn't have my bibs on that day. <laughs> you, you couldn't give old plumber Sam a shout out, huh? No. <laughs> Selfish. Hey. God, I felt like I felt like shit out of that deal. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Doug. God forbid he sponsors our show. Yeah, you donkey. Hey, he puts food in our kids' mouths. You don't have kids, so you don't appreciate yeah. it. Your dog's mouth. Okay? That he knows of. He's got to feed his girlfriend, too. <laughs> <laughs> Big <Dick>. Sam. <laughs> I was just about to say food, food I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm looking at all those social media. And I'm like, My name ain't on here anywhere. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. All right. Yeah. All right. Too late. It is too, too late. late. You've been fine, bitch. Yeah. God, <laughs> fireball's disgusting. You could take another picture with your ass crack hanging out in remembrance of Sam. Yeah. All right, Pete. You me both yeah. should have done it. Stuart, See, I shot you're, three does you're back this in the week. Hot you need seat, to come. No, Eric, take my picture. Oh, you should have oh, called Eric. me. Yeah. It's still round one, dude. You still haven't oh, found it. I anybody. thought you were finding me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Damn it. Find you for taking so long to find a fine. Yeah. Find a fine. 
Come on. I feel like Doug's got one coming somewhere. You guys got something in your bet here. Ooh. That empty. Yeah. It's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I got a flight on Friday. Hey, it's Pearl Harbor Day. I know. Think of I something. Can't hey, Austin's clean over there. Look at that. Look at those, all of them over there. Unopened. I have nothing. Mine needs to find me because I just want to hit on yeah, this. Yeah, no, no, come on. Just give. You know, it took just, me a long time hey, to get that. Being a real good hey, hey, Sam, forgetting this fucking mount bag. It took you forever, but it's the most badass mount I've ever <laughs> seen in my fucking life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a <laughs> sympathy fine. It's a, it, that's a congratulations, what that is. I ah, cheered, that's I cheered good him stuff. a little bit. I love it. By I never way, wanted what? a pack mount until I looked at that thing. Dude, that's, that's, very cool. that's old. Hey, hey, I'm talking about doing my mountain line in a pack mountain. Now. That's going to be epic. Instead yeah. of a, Sam's, instead of doing a full body, I'm thinking about doing a pack mount. By the way, yeah. that'd be a one of a kind. I know. That's, I've never about, seen it, ever. What we're talking about, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll have pictures of it by now, but Sam delivered my pack mount tonight. And he fucking killed it, dude. It Un- was fucking killed it. Cool. Pack cool. mounts underrated. I always liked them. Oh, I love them. And then you brought that in. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. yeah. The last live, the one live you did, you're like, oh, there's one of working class on the floor, and there's like the whole, the uh, the skin and everything. I'm like, he showed me it. Though. It's all good. When I went over there, I was like, ooh. I tell you, people freak out on that live thing. You know, dude, if, I don't, if I don't, do, if I don't do that, I get text messages. No. Hey, you know. That's no it. other taxidermist does it. Yeah. But it's badass, dude. It, you keep them going. They're, yeah, it's fun. They're great. It's fun. They're I like great. I think, I think three years ago when, when we first met, you you were doing them, and, yep. and, and I saw that for the first time, and I went, geez, that's awesome. Because yeah. 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 customers are going to look, where's my mount? Oh, yeah. Where's my mount on there? Yeah. And and I think... T- I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Old Barn yeah. on TikTok, you guys could do some crazy shit. Yeah. And, and Instagram reels as, as long well. As TikTok allows it. Instagram reels. Lean on that. Lean on that. Okay, so where's the fines at? All right, I guess Jordan. Jordan, Jordan you got it. Jordan don't got one. Uh, All right, I've done something. I like everybody. We'll do it. Hey, too nice. He's too nice to give him. Stewart's gonna be on your podcast tomorrow because Stewart will be here, so we'll do him then. Okay. Okay. All right. So Stewart, I think it's back to you. All right. So it's back to me. Um, around top top. So I met I met Sam three years ago and um. I was fortunate enough. I met him through a guy that we both knew, and and uh, you know, it, uh, this is more so just you know more awesome. guilty by association. Yeah, and and <laughs> and, and, and and let me tell you something. A bunch a, of a, 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 a pair I fell in love with right from the word go. Just first class, genuine people. Sam and Linda Gaylord oh, are just the best. Just fantastic. I'm pretty evil hearted if you ask people. <laughs> no, no, no. no you, I, I believe he could be a hard ass and all that sort of stuff. But you know what? He hasn't. He hasn't done that. And and it's not really a fine for something silly or anything like that. It's just you know we give fines for good stuff to you. Well, yeah. And to you guys, you know, kiddos to you guys, you just freaking lovely people. So, well, thank you, my man. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best. This is a round of applause, not rain. Everybody thinks this is rain. It's not rain. <laughs> well, okay. on, on that note, I mean, the government has an income tax, and that's not a bad, like, you're making money, and they're still taking something from you, so it's kind of the same thing. You find them for something good, 
Yeah. 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 You're, like, you're, like, you're like the government. <laughs> well, Unless you live in well, I do. I, 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 not, in, not in Africa, but I like it here because, you know, I get something for it over here. <laughs> Africa, I get jack shit for it over there. <laughs> I'm going to find South Africa. <laughs> well, for what? <laughs> Being corrupt. Bring <laughs> well, up, South Africa. I, I guess I got to take that because I'm the only nah, South African. You don't have to. <laughs> Elon <Jacob> Musk. <laughs> I'm going to find Jacob. He hasn't had one yet. Oh, you're going to oh. find Jacob? Yeah. For what? For starting a podcast. No, because he, did, he didn't know who I was. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. That's how you should have got him for that. Yeah. Okay, there you go. There's your fine. Lean into it. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could have assumed. But you know what they say about assuming? You make an ass out of you and me. Exactly. So hey, you're, not dri- you're not driving home, are you? No. Okay. Take that shot. Not today. Without shit. Not today. <laughs> Midnight, maybe. Shh, I am. Well, cheers. <laughs> cheers, Sam. Not, hey. if you do, not if you do more fines. <laughs> hey, Linda, honey. Come, come get me, please. Come fetch me. Daddy, <laughs> Daddy's staying at the studio. The boys got me. The boys. The boys. Got me. Long business meeting. It took all night. <laughs> all right. Oh, it's my turn. Hmm. Fuck. I'm at this point where I don't have anything to give, but I got to think of something real deep. Okay, I got one. Jordan's going to like this one. <laughs> so last year, last summer, this last summer, we had great plans to go to Angler's Haven Resort. Oh, and we were going to, that's their resort up there, There's Jordan and Kelsey own it. We were going to go, we had cabins rented out, and yeah, we were going to go Austin. and have this great... Um, We're like Angler's WCB Haven camp, yeah, a camp. This Angler's Haven experience, and then uh, fortunately, Sam introduced us to Stuart, and Stuart's like, "Hey, why don't you come to Africa this time and hunt with us?" And then I had to call, <laughs> had to call the, the Ginsmers up and be like, "Hey, listen." Um, it's, not, it's not you. It's not happening. It's not you. It's me. We, we got to go to Africa. So we, we ended up having to go to Africa instead of Angler's Haven because of Stuart. So, Stuart, I got to find you for that. Hey, like a good thing, like income tax. I love it. <laughs> Come on. I pulled that on my ass. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's funny how it comes full circle now that Jordan's sitting here with Stuart. Because that's a true story. It is. It's a very it's a 100% true story. Because we've been trying to get up to Angler's Haven as a group. For years. And they're always booked. Yeah. And if they have a week open. And they finally made a weekend for us. And we're like, let's do it. We're planning it. Let's go. coming. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh. Yeah. It fell apart. <laughs> So yeah, that's I what, think I, that's why be, I think I should be fine for that myself. No, yeah. you think? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I said. think so. Too. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty good. Oh, okay, okay. I think <laughs> I, I think that's why Jordan's gone gray. I have a fine for Eric. You already win. It's not even your turn. Yeah, I just, <laughs> <laughs> you just deserve this one. <laughs> why? For making well, this stupid I, bet. Hey, you know what? If we're being fair, technically that was a fine from Sam. Just Doug brought it up, so. This is a good find. Yeah. For you now. Yeah. Backing up Doug. Yeah. Yeah. You get a fine uh, for making the stupid bet. I don't have a fucking clue, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. the fuck am I getting a fine? He's the one that I don't agreed, have a fucking clue, but yeah. No, you're the one who I made the bet. You agreed to it, you dumbass. Yeah, you made it. It's not even your turn, so piss off. <laughs> find him. Find I'm him, I said. Find him, I said. Thanks for the photo credit. Maybe... I'm fixed, I'm fixed. Right, He's really sour about that photo. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll fix it. <laughs> I'll fix it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm back and I got really quiet. Let's go. Yeah. Is it my turn? Doug, it's your back, turn. Yeah. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Wait. I thought you already did one. Oh, wait. Is it? Yeah, did you do, yeah, oh, you yeah. did do one. You I did one to Jordan. Just, yeah, I find Sorry, him. I'm a little retarded. So then Doug went me? back and then find me again. Yeah. Get, oh, get Doug a So I'm on number three now. Yeah. Okay, I have it. No. Oh, I'm finding or, or you no, are? it's my turn. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. I got Stuart. one. Sorry. If you need me to make up one. Hold on. I love that's how it, willing it. Stewart is to take fines. I just love it, dude. Like, <laughs> how many bottles do I need? Stewart's on vacation. He's not going. He's going four feet from yep, the studio. Literally, I, I got two rolls and a fall, and I'm in bed. <laughs> or, a, or a fall and two rolls. Stewart and I are going to cuddle pro, in the pro, night. Probably, <laughs> you, know, you don't want to cuddle with this fucking stinky bastard. So. <laughs> Stewart, this might be a fine and a fine, but I'm going to fine you anyways for leaving us at the fucking airport. Yeah! Oh, I was hoping that was going to happen. Native fine. Yeah, yeah. When and we find you in Africa, now we have finding in America for that. Of course, um, when I arrived, I said, "Eric, I'm, I'm at the airport. You shall see you in five hours." <laughs> Fucking bastard! <laughs> that son of a bitch. And there's you nowhere to get coffee here. <laughs> it's six. It's sixty-five mile an hour on the interstate. Doing about forty-five. Never honking at me. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I'm going to pick up our favorite African American, yeah. and <laughs> I'm taking alone. my time. <laughs> People are, we know our community. That'd be so bad if we were like mainstream. Who's who? All right, who, who's up? Austin. I I don't know. I I want to give some like a fine related to this weekend, but I need a fine. I haven't had a fine. I haven't either. Oh. Kurt, right. fuck you. I'll, take a fine. I'll fine you because you haven't had one. No, well, yeah. I need, it needs to be a legit. Make yeah, up something. something. Give me something legit. I've been a pretty good boy lately. I have been. Hard to argue with. Fine for Trimmer's ears. Straight A's. <laughs> I got a fi- I got a fine for him. Teacher's pick. Okay, give me one. Teacher's pick. You're having too much of a perfect season, and I hate it. Ooh. Ooh. It's like one of them tax fines. It's a jealousy fine, but we'll accept it. It's a jealousy slash, you know, <laughs> hey, good job acceptable. fine. Acceptable. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's filled every tag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. Your boys on fire right Even now. turkey tags. You filled everyone. So who hasn't, who hasn't had to find you? You literally filled every tag. Hey, he's had the perfect season. And I killed a coyote, too. Some would call him the Michael Don't worry, Jordan of uh, the hunting community right now, you know? It's all in the throat tat. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's the aura of the throat tat. Who hasn't had one? Anyone? You've got that throat tat. Like, right Austin. Before Africa. Austin. You already killed the turkey. You haven't? Before right? or after? I think I got one I got after? home. Did I have this when I was in Africa, Stuart? I think I got it after. No, um, you had it. You you had had yeah, 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 I yeah, thought yeah. you just got it. Yeah, you just got it. Oh, it was okay, a couple okay. of weeks or whatever it was, yeah. I got that tattooed when I got home. My elbow. Oh, uh, geez. Uh, the the all-seeing eye. The eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like was, it. Nobody was, gets their elbow tattooed. I was looking back there. Someone give Austin a fine. He hasn't got one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got one. I got one. Can I give you a fine? We're kind of lost track. The Jacob was dude. I got one. Mm-hmm. I got one. Okay. I built this really nice base for Austin. And we got it up, and we couldn't get it in his fucking room because it was, it was too tall. <laughs> he didn't tell me how tall that had to be. I did not measure for the base that said, but... Oh, there we go. That's a, that's a legit... It was fucking <laughs> cool, dude. What was the base for, Sam? It was for those two deer that he shot with his longbow. Yeah, I brought him... Oh. I brought, I saw I had already built the base on this badass pedestal, and I brought it to him, but I didn't tell him, like, ceiling height-wise, because he thought it was going, like, close to the floor, but it was already, like... 
three foot up off yeah. the ground. So I built this epic fucking yeah. base. And we had to do a little fabrication <laughs> when we got it up there to make my deer fit. We were trying to find fucking screwdrivers that worked, and it was crazy. We got saws, it there. Saws off blades later. Yeah. So it was so it was bad bad workmanship blaming the tools. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. Are we are we find out? We got more. I don't even know where we're at. We're kind of loose in the game here. Well, I need to finish mine. Jacob and Sam have still got to find. Okay. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of one for Sam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob, you have a wife with six toes on each foot, so that's a fine just for <laughs> for being. You want to bring this one up to the board? <laughs> well. That's weird. Fine. But... Fine. Yeah. Fine. It, it Fine. is weird. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not what I meant, actually. <laughs> she says it's more common than you think. Yeah. And bullshit. I don't buy it. <laughs> How many girls have you banged with 12 toes? One. You're the only one. Ask Doug. Exhibit seven. A. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Doug's the only guy that my, my tab. And I check. <laughs> yeah, <I can. laughs> Let me see your feet, bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, Fingers well, and toes, let's count them. This is for you, Ashley. You can't knock her over. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, her over. Great <laughs> balance. Great swimmer. You got pictures? That's pretty hot, really. <laughs> Dude, she needs to sell feet pics. Yeah. I've been telling Jacob that yeah. forever. All right, Sam. I have a very strong stance against that. Okay, that's very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go on any hunt you wanted, I think. Uh, we got to think of one for Sam. You got about 12 mm. reasons. Why does Sam need a fine? He's got no more liquor. Oh, oh! I thought he had a half one. No. Uh, well, I got enough. I got oh, yeah, to finish it. I'll give you a fine for... Um, <laughs> uh, I can't go there. Dude. Hey, I lost your meat. You can't go there, dude. No, yeah, okay, yeah, take a fine for that. I did do that. You I got it in the truck. You didn't lose it. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere, but I didn't give it to you when you came <laughs> over. Okay. Hey, you, you, d- you didn't bring my eight-point skull plate with you when you Oh, I, and I fucked that up, too, didn't I? You really, it's really you didn't do anything wrong, because I'm coming to your place tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that works. We'll I'd take, we'll take the meat back with me. My wife would kill me. You, uh... <laughs> You're doing too, really you're I want to make, make a joke, but I'm not gonna. Go for it. Come on. You fired your most holy taxidermist. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, no comment. Damn. No comment. I'm just going to take a... I'm going to elect to take the high road on that one. Because <laughs> I'm dark and demented soul. <laughs> you're evil. I am evil. Hey. We don't like I, cheaters and liars. I'm, not. Mm-hmm. I'm both. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, a joke, for the record. Just like all our South African that's jokes. That's not a well. joke. Um, I found it out. Hey, here we are. All right, where, where are we at? I got half a yard. Moving on. So, so what, I say, what I suggest, everyone that's got like a half a shot, bottoms up. Bottoms oh up, God, boys. Bottoms up. Cheers. Let's Here's talk to Africa. Africa. Yeah, to Africa. Love you, boys. Right. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Love you. Here's a hashtag, oh. fuck Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. All right, I want to talk Why more. Say that? It's gonna be sweating. So that's what <laughs> that's a South African tradition, huh? Uh, I missed big time, Kobe. It is now. We're all shooting him into the bucket. He's gone. So the piss bucket. <laughs> I still want to keep talking South Africa and taxidermy. That was just like a fun. This that's what we do in hunting camp. That's like camaraderie at its finest. I think it's a blast. 
I'm gonna get everybody loosened up real nice. Where's our mounts? Yeah, it's a pl- it's, it's <laughs> honest. Uh, we're gonna have to start to find stuff hey. again. Yeah, yeah bring, bring up the find. Hey, it's yeah, been like three. Stuart, it's been like three and a half months. Yeah, Why where where are, are they at? People are asking. asking. We need our giraffe. So, so, I know I know they've been. You know, I've had a couple of of the clients and that complaining that um, they're not hearing from them and all that sort of stuff. So it's been pretty snowed in with trying to make up for. A lot of stuff, and then they've been struggling with the government with permits and everything like that. Um, but we've come up with a, a pretty good solution to the whole thing. So as soon as the – and not coming back to you guys, but um, when when the clients pay their deposits to have the stuff mounted, the idea <coughs> is to apply for the permits because it generally takes them six um, – three months – to do the work and it takes three months to get the permit so we're trying to get into a system where when the guys get the deposit the taxidermist gets the the deposits the work um, starts and then at the same time they apply for all the permits Mm -hmm. so i think what happened i mean with you guys we're trying to you know work everything um accordingly and there was a lot of communication issues and everything like that. For the record, we're not actually mad about our mouths. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> it's only been like three and a half months. Yeah. It's, it's dark really not a big deal. No, but I, yeah. I, I, I was not. I was being funny. I, I want to I get an you know to give everyone an idea of what what happens there and and um, hey, obviously we, we need some full disclosure here. Nathan's mounting knees over there. Yep. He, yeah, has, he has a great taxidermy shop, and we are and great brilliant. friends. And I do not want to be an African taxidermist. And no, that, that's a and conversation we had, too, with yes, you, Sam. Yes, 100%. 100%. And, and, and I agree with Sam. I mean, I've dealt with probably 10, 12 taxidermists in Africa, you know, getting stuff over. they probably three or four times more expensive than Joe Regal. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, bad work. And let me tell you something. It's not even close. No. I mean, you know, Sam, you know, when a guy's got 44, 45 years experience yeah. and, and he's, he's in his 70s, and let me tell you something, that guy walks 10 miles a day between everybody. Yeah. They've got 30-odd people working for them. Um, it's kind of, you know, you, Sam will understand the fact that the more people you have, the quicker stuff moves. I, I had a guy hunt with me at the end of April, early May. They did not do the permit applications um, when they received the deposit for him. His work was done in three months, fully mounted. You know, I'm, I'm talking 12 animals. Ooh, done. Geez, Damn. Uh, ready, ready to roll out the box. The shippers came and collected the stuff and then applied for the permits. There was a problem with the permits. There's a problem with the with the paperwork. His shit's only leaving now, four and a half, five months later. So what happened? There's from when they first gave him a quote for shipping, it's gone up three hundred bucks. Mm. So the shippers are the people that are raping everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why Joe Regal's going. I'm going to keep my prices as low as any. As, as possible. I mean, I had a guy who shot a, um, a crocodile, a buffalo, a sable, a nyala, and a, um, a golden wildebeest. 
Sent him the a quote. Golden wildebeest. Yeah, that's a new one. Those are pretty badass. They're, Beautiful. They're really pretty. And I mean, it's just their manes are like a a, a real white color. So they, they they're pretty pretty wildebeest. They're like a they're like a, an offshoot, aren't they? Um. So what happened? Um. I'll, I'll give you when I'm finished with the taxidermy thing. I'll give you a little idea of that of of um, the golden wildebeest. But what happened was. When when I gave him the quote, it was three grand. Have all that shit mounted. And he said to me, Stuart, that's impossible. I can't. When 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 I have a, a an elk mounted and 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 a mule deer, or whatever it is, it's the same price. I'm having all these animals mounted for that. He said, Is this guy a joke? I went, no, he's, I, I believe he's one of the best taxidermists we have in Africa. And I think he's fair because he thinks all the other taxidermists are ripping everyone off. He says, that's what it cost me to keep my staff here. He's got, he had at one stage before COVID, he had, I think, 36 people, but he's, he's now down to about 20 odd. But he has everyone that goes and, you know, everyone has their role and, and, you know, Joe will walk between everybody. That, that's why I said to you, he walks 10 to 12 miles a day, walking between all the people. You know, he's got probably four or five different buildings where he goes through and checks everything out and makes sure everything's fantastic. But before that, that animal is signed off, he gives it that final inspection. And let me tell you something, for a guy that's been there 40-odd years, it's like Sam... He knows he's going to do better. Is he happy with it to leave the door? He sort of shakes his shoulders and he says, I think it's good enough, but we can do better. And that's exactly what Sam does. Oh, yeah. and, that's, sure. and that's why I think they're a great match. So our idea of, of, of getting the stuff mounted with Joe Regal coming to Sam, Sam goes, okay, I, I, th- I think I could, I could deal with this. Well, we're USDA. Yep. Certified. So, I mean, you know, they go it through might, the broker, it, and then they got to go to a USDA facility yep. for unpacking. So then for they sure. go to you. They go to us to yeah. unpack. Yeah. And we unpack, and, like, you'll have some skulls and whatnot that we're going to have to dip, mm-hmm. you know, because we got to make sure that we're not bringing any foreign disease, well, well, whatever, disease into our Well, it's our more about the, par- the, the insects. Insects, you know? yes. Yeah. So you when know? you dip them, what, what do you mean dip them? We got to dip them in a in a product that brings the pH down where the insect cannot live. I tell you, last year we brought in a crate, we opened it up, and it was full of bugs, mm. full of bugs. That's yep. not good. We no, closed the crate. Yeah, we closed the crate, and we have a quarantine trailer that we got to put the stuff okay. in, right? And we've got quarantine signs on it, and everything. So we close it up. I call our state veterinarian, and I say, "Hey, doc, we just got a crate in, and I says full of bugs." She said, well, who cleared it? I said, Texas cleared it. Well, I'm sure those people lost their damn jobs. But anyhow, before that day was over, I was on conference calls with like five different government agencies, right? Holy smokes. They all five showed up with hazmat suits on. And that was like 115 degrees on an Iowa day with 100% humidity. And they're working in a little 12-foot trailer that's, you know, it, it was like a baking oven, Not right? fun. But they got to do it. Yeah. So they went in, they opened that crate up, and they're in there with their tweezers taking all these bugs out. They end up being some beetle. Yeah. I the, mean. The 90% of the time what happens in, in 
once they're dusted and everything and cleared, you know, and that's why I hate the dip and ship side of things. When an animal is mounted in South Africa, it's 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 like a curio. It can be almost shipped to your door, yeah, mm-hmm. because it's been treated. It's just, it's just skulls it's, at that point. You, you know, <clears throat> now you're talking about you know skins and skulls that are basically. You you saw how we salted them and folded them up. Then they go through a borax dusting and a clearing, and then the agents come and pick them up, and they do you know another clean and make sure it's all fine. Somewhere along the line, when they when they sit at the container for hours, I mean at the at the shipping agents for hours. In fact, dude, there's a bug that's going to find a hole somewhere to get right, in. Right. Yeah. You know he's going to get in there and he's going to go say, "Fuck, I want to go to the USA." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Freedom, freedom, the free, free. Dude. No Let's fucking go. visa. I'm going. You know, Fuck the yeah. Taliban. We're yeah. going. Yeah, yeah we are on our way. God so, bless America. This was before Trump, though, right? Yeah, no, they, they don't. No they, they don't want to come now. No. Yeah, hey, get Trump back into office. No more beetles in your yeah. African skulls. Let's go. <laughs> now they were, the beetles will come now. Or Biden's yeah. If, if Trump was yeah, they'd all fucking come okay. over. No, turns out the beetles are pro-Trump. All right, fuck Biden. Let's go, Brandon. So that, that's that's the major problem we we, we strug, we're struggling with because when 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 the shipping companies come and pick up a dip and ship. It's they reliant on the taxidermist that everything's been boraxed and cleaned and made sure there's no bugs in there. So they crate it all up. But it they wait for the permits. So it sits in their warehouse for months. For months. months. Yep. And you know, yep. and it depends on the taxidermist how well they've handled it. Exactly. Because now it gets into the United States, right? We open this thing up, it is literally cooked for a year. Yep. And we can't rehydrate it. No. We that, can't. That we shit's can't, so dry. We can't get it back soft, you know. No. So then, it's that's like, why Sam would, don't want to be an African taxidermist. I'm like, hey, Nathan, rock on, brother. Yeah, yeah, that's the best move, probably. Yeah. Right, and yeah. and, I, and I think that's where I think the smartest move Sam has, has said is that whoever I send to you, I'm happy to get the shit in. I'll just broker it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that's probably the best move anyway, because like, Sam, that just shows like intelligence and experience on your level too is like you want the best product oh, 100%. for the clients that are even going to work with you because here, here's my thought on it it's like if someone's coming to this clinic they're going to become an old barn customer for their whitetails oh yeah for sure and and they're going to become a regal taxidermy client if they ever go to africa and it, it just kind of the camaraderie of it all just all comes full circle yep. i think through this but it shows that you want the best product for your next potential customer, whether they bring a white tail to you or not. Yeah. Well, well and, and, and the big thing, I, I met Nathan. I've seen their work. You know, it's now yeah. what I've seen is, you know, pictures. We've shared pictures back and forth. We're on that. What's that name of that chat thing we're on? Uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. WhatsApp. That's it. Yeah. 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 You know, and I'm sold on his taxidermy work. You know, if I, if, if I thought it was hideous, I wouldn't say, hey, he's my guy. Right, right. You know what animals look like. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, and, and a lot of that stuff over there is hideous. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, oh, do some, there's Dude. a lot of shoddy work over there. But yeah. this is not the shoddy work guy. Yeah. Bef- I mean, well, before yeah. we, before we decided like what um, kind of mounts we wanted, like what, how we wanted our, my, my, my sable to look like, and my niala and everything looked like, I started googling like niala mounts and sable mounts and stuff like that. And oh my god. 
Oh, I started coming across Google images of some of these African mounts, and they are atrocious. Like, yeah. It looked like I, I saw a sable. It looked like it got put on a pronghorn yeah. form. I'm like, I'll tell you this. I never realized how big our good. animals were yeah. until I Googled a bunch of images of the taxidermy for the animals we wanted, yeah. Know, oh, yeah. What we wanted to pick. I'm like, <laughs> trust me. I was, like, I know. I was yep. like, man, my water buck is actually really big because every water buck mount that I looked up is like not even like half the size. No, we, we did. So I'm like, damn, we well, did very good. We killed some great yeah. animals over there, you know. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Stuart, for that. But it just made us realize, like, damn, it was, yeah, mo- it was as the, big as they said. Most yeah. of the kudu I saw, you wouldn't even let us touch. Like, well, I looked up tax well, mounts. Well, now, I mean, our big thing with you know. We've we've had a few shit seasons with with um, droughts and whatever it is, and we struggle with kudu and, and you know, and, and it's pushed up that demand because it's like elk hunting in the USA. You know, it, it's a sought after thing. Everyone wants an elk. Everyone wants a kudu in Africa. And I'm the only one so, that got one. Yeah. So Fuck you. I you had to squeeze that in there. Yeah, didn't Eric, you, Eric was close. Oh, I oh, hit. Hey. Oh, hey. Fine. Oh, I hit one. Oh, I hit one. That's a hat slap. So. You know, fine. We, no, we, we've, all, we've always got to look for the for that area. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, so we know we have we've had areas where a lot of could have died, and you know it's not fantastic and whatever else it is. And you know, obviously with rifle hunting, it's a different story. You you get in those big valleys and you find them. You know, it's all spot and stalk, and you know, and and. and right opportunities with bow hunting it's a lot tougher to shoot kudu because you're reliant on the water holes you're reliant on the on the salt licks and and, and they're uh, fucking skittish oh no holy <sighs> shit i mean you know <laughs> insane they are skittish they've, yeah. they've got noses like anything their eyes are unbelievable and and let me tell you something those big old fucking radar ears they have on the side <sighs> of the heads they don't yeah, help one, don't one, help one little tiny squeak from my um, chair and then there it goes <laughs> they, they're gone Stuart, and, we had that big kudu in yeah, well, I was, was going to shoot Eric. J- yeah, the same one. I was going to shoot Jacob's Diker. <laughs> Remember that coming yeah. in? I was like, should I shoot? I was, I was like, fuck Jacob, I'm going to shoot this Diker. You should have shot it. I know, I should have shot mine. Hey, wait, you can't even give me shit for shooting a fucking kudu because you shot one with a gun. I actually shot one with a bow, you fucking dick. Hey, Stuart. Oh, yeah, kudu? well. Did I get a kudu? Dad? But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you okay. had one in the, in the taxidermy. So you, let, let, let's, let's talk about, let's, let's go through that real quick. So, yeah, Doug shot with a gun. But has died. I don't like where this is going. Okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, no. I can see this new uh, podcast hold, happening hold, hold on. <laughs> let's, let's calm this, everything down. This wasn't down. a victory drive hunt. This yeah, was a working class bow hunter. Boys, I know. That's yeah, why, yeah. That's why boys, I held out. Boys, I might boys, you. boys, boys, boys. Bang, bang. Hey, hey, I killed an elk with a gun. Yep. Well, it happens. But you know what? In the end of the day... Our, our our big thing is we we want to send the guys home happy and so we, we're always looking we're always looking for better areas and and I guarantee you when you guys come out again I want to show you one of my other areas you know mm-hmm. where Ooh. where there's an opportunity probably a little more to see more kudu but Doug can't come because he can't no Doug Doug Doug, Doug Doug can't come there Here's he's going to the diker hole I did yeah, yeah. we're gonna send him somewhere uh, else I did a bow hunt for elk and then I did a gun hunt for elk and I killed one with a gun. If I would have tucked my balls between my legs and pinched really hard <laughs> on a bow hunt, then I would have been cool with killing one with a gun on my bow hunt. But I didn't do that. So I killed one a couple weeks later on an actual gun hunt. My guy. 
You know, you, mean, I'm kidding. That means nothing. I'm kidding. I had to try and make myself seem cool. You, 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 you could spin this a million <laughs> different ways. Work. Yeah, it didn't work. Spin hey. your webs, Kurt. Hey. Spin your webs. I'd love to be a guest on the Victor Drive podcast coming soon. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let yep, me on. Let go. me on. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. We got, I let, lo- we I got lots of content coming game. here. That was, yeah, that was me standing up for Eric is what that was. That was a terrible job. Listen. <laughs> Next. Listen. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I did see Eric's kudu right before, after the diker, mm-hmm. and then it was like... Uh, he didn't give us a chance. Dude, they were on Death Comp 5. I, mean, I, remember, he, I remember trying to sit up from the seat to grab my bow, and it was like... Uh, they were looking for problems. He was... He was I mean, he was on edge. When, when he came in, I mean, we, we saw him, and he was like, fuck, I want to get out of Dodge. I mean, he, Yeah, he wasn't having it from the get-go. Yeah, he, he, he suspected something. I mean, and my, that, that one I did shoot, like, he ducked that arrow, like, right when it got to him. Like a whitetail, huh? Oh, yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, they, they, they're just so, I mean, they're so intense, you know. I mean, it was terrible. If you go to, if, if you look at all the, the predators in Africa, all animals. I mean, we look at our first day in Africa. It's just like, fuck. Are these animals all like this? <laughs> Dude, they're like made of lightning. I mean, like Impala, Impala have lightning into their muscle fibers. They're just shaking. They're just the like, yeah, you watch you're, it. you're not taking 30 and 40 yard shots on no. Impala. It's yeah, not going to work. No. I took a 30 yard shot at my Impala and hit him high. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, just, he, it's he not going to work. He decked. You yeah. know, dude, they're, and, they're just, when they, they'll be drinking water and they're chilling and you watch them and they're like, g- 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 yeah. like yeah. they're lightning in their muscle fibers. So we, we always, that, that kudu ducked my arrow. Yeah. And that's like and 95 yards. How big is a kudu? 700 pounds? Six hundred yeah, fifty, mm-hmm. you know. Duck my arrow at thirty-five yards. And that's the thing, like, 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 an, like an elk in North America will just sit there and take it, you know. <laughs> but these kudu won't fucking take it. No, no they, run, they, I mean, like I always said, I mean, you, you remember we got we got to deal with all these predators. So it's not like the elk; they've got almost zero. They've got the wolves and whatever else it is. But you know, when you're dealing, you got leopard, lion, hyena, and all the other shit that comes with a cheetah kill. Young kudu and kudu cows and all that sort of stuff. So they're always, you know, they're always alert. I mean, you, you look at, I mean, we all experience when they drink water at a watering hole. When they're down there, fuck, I mean, they're just quivering. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my fuck, what's going to happen? You know, it's it's like everything is just, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's, it's, and, and, and that's the challenge. And that's what I say to guys, you know. Africa's fantastic. You know, we can sit in a, this incredible concrete blind and, and wait for animals to come in. But let me tell you something. These fuckers are just wide awake. You know, they, they're, they're trying to accept everything that's going to be thrown at them. And let me, let, let me tell you, an arrow thrown at them, they're going to be awake for it. Mm-hmm. So even a big animal like a kudu is going to jump a Reac- stick, you know. so <laughs> It's crazy, man. We, we, all, we all go... I mean, I always go, shit, you know, should I find areas where these animals are in a fucking zoo? Yeah. But that's not hunting. Right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm not bringing forth what these animals are actually like. That's a big well, that, misconception, that's what makes hunt. That is a I misconception. I mean, that's a challenge yeah. to hunt. For I mean, sure. I, I can take you guys to areas where there's no hunting pressure, nothing. They fucking put feed out and... You know, these animals come out and smoke your kudu and 
he fucking looks up and says, thank you, pal. Uh, my time's done, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I think, day, so. yeah. I think that's where... Because <laughs> we got some negative feedback when we got back from Africa, and I don't know, maybe that's where it stemmed from. Or I think most of it's a misunderstanding of what I, I think yeah. it is, too. It's, yeah. it's it, probably it, mainly the misunderstanding. It's the yeah. canned hunts. I mean, people, like, people think like Africa is all canned hunts, and that's not the case. Like, no. When, when we're talking canned hunts, we're talking like when... You go to a because there are those canned hunts in Africa. Like there's there, still just, canned just, hunts here, just, just like there are in Texas. You know, it's like you have a canned hunt. It's when they take these animals and corral them up in a very very small area. Mm-hmm. The fucking place we were at was how many acres? I think it was we, like, we we had two. The one was six thousand acres, and the other was ten thousand. I yeah. mean, yeah, six and a half and seven thousand. <laughs> hey, are you fucking kidding me? It's like they can go, they can go anywhere. Yeah, you know they can go anywhere. Well, it's not a canned hunt. We had and they could be off the property. It's one of those things. Like we were hunting these canned. Yeah, they can yeah. jump the fence. And it's like the thing is, we weren't hunting canned hunts. Like that's the difference between when you see certain hunts in Africa that are like that. Then they it is really easy because yeah, like you said they. They come up and they're like, "Hey, what's up, buddy?" And boom, it's dead. Mm, yeah, like, yeah. That's not. That's different. You can that's tell different than what we're doing. You can tell on the YouTube's when you're watching animals that don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. Versus yeah. animals that are like using their natural instincts. Well, like, you know that there's a lot of them. They get fed. You know, it's 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 kind of like in Texas where where you get all those, you know, high volume areas where there's you know, five or 600 acres and they fucking come to every damn feeder that goes off or whatever. Because the feeder goes off the same time yeah. every and, night. And, and let me tell you something. It's it's no different to Africa. They put feed out, you know, because they want results, you know. Right, right. Yeah. But where we hunted, and, and as much as I said to the landowner, I said, hey, you know, let's try and, you know, let's try and get a few animals out here. He says, I don't feed them. It's got to be natural. Mm-hmm. I want this to be a, a bow hunting ranch mm-hmm. where the animals come out to water and they come out. I'll put out salt licks or whatever it is, but I will never, because, you know, it was about three or four years prior to that where he was buying, you know, probably 100 tons of, of feed, putting it out. You could kill whatever the hell you wanted to. I mean, who wants to do that as a bow hunter? Yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't feel right. No, you 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 might as well go to a fucking um, a zoo. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, that, I think I mean, what we honest, experienced was perfect. Like I, you would I sit agree. all day and wait on an animal, but you would see a, a diverse array of animals. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was uh, to me, it was like the perfect blend. Like agreed, you yeah. weren't swarmed with animals where it was just like well, I'm going to pick whatever I want to shoot. I mean, you were still hunting, yeah, but you still got to see a diverse amount of animals. Yeah, it and it, and it wasn't. It wasn't the fact that you, oh, shit, I'm going to push that one. Oh, I'm going to pick. It was, oh, fuck, I hope I can see a zebra today. Or yeah, I hope right. I can see a kudu. Or, you get or, that hope of, like, the anticipation of the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Or how you have a day where even the fucking duck's sleeping, you know? Exactly. <laughs> the, the, yeah. o- the, only, the only day that I was like, damn, there's a lot of animals. And it's funny that you, you mentioned that, Austin. It's like your red hartebeest hunt. That was a while. We had, like, no animals. Then the red hartebeest came in, and then when they moved over, then the kudu came in, and then the impala. So, like, right before your shot. I had to it, wait for, like, three animals to clear in the background before I could shoot It just looks so excessive but there. But it wasn't like that all the time. I no, mean, no, that, no, that was no. a rare situation. It was but it's very cool rare. when it happens when there's 
50 animals on the water hole at one time. And it was just for the three minutes that took you to shoot the red heart of beast. Because I, I, made, I threw that video together and I showed it to people. They're like, Jesus, there are enough animals out there. Are you in a zoo? I'm like, listen, okay, it looks yeah, bad for looks, the three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I will say, we sat that same hole where you shot that red wildebeest. It's a giraffe hole. Giraffe hole. We sat there from morning till night and seen six animals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or you see Cape Buffalo, and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. And I mean, I was <laughs> the bloody uh, mullets, the mullets, and the mullets. And, <laughs> the mullets. and I was like, I had a few guys interested in Cape Buffalo, and and um, when the whole season had packed up, and I'd spent a good few months over there, and and the landowner sends me these pictures of two fucking giant Cape <laughs> Buffalo. I mean, when I mean giants, I mean b- the biggest shit that I've, uh, bigger than breeding bulls. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, well, well, I guess we missed these. I said, oh, fuck, I never even saw those. Really? I, I didn't even, I, you know, I, I never saw them cross a road. Look, I didn't, I mean, we shot two two bulls that year and, and they shot another, you know, the, 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 the outfit shot another bull there. No one even saw those bulls. I'm talking about bulls that people pay, you know, $15,000 for. Oh, shit. Really? Big, big bulls. Yeah, big ass bulls. And no one saw them. And no one saw them. So, And how many PHs you got out there hunting with everyone? That well, um, saw I mean, you know, so, you know, Jan still owns the property. So, he's, you know, he was he's an outfitter and he used to sell, you know, a lot of hens. So he's tapering down to where I can take over the whole, you know, area. But he said to me, Stuart, I never saw these bulls hmm. all, all fucking season. What do they do then? Like, you know, like they just... They, ju- they just cruise and, you know, browse like they do. I mean, a browse, they graze like they do. And, and you know, and you know, later season they might come out. And, and You know what I thought was interesting talking about Cape Buffalo? Remember that night... Um, we we walked out to that main two track. We were standing there by the mm-hmm. blind as it got dark. We hear those lions roaring. Yeah, and we're sitting there. And I remember looking down the two track. I'm like, because I just asked you, I, dude. I just hammered Stuart with questions all day, you every have to. fucking day. You have to, and when we love it because it's 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 it shows you're interested. You know, yeah. I just you just want to know about shit because I know. Trust me, all the dumbass shit I asked Ethan. You'd be amazed. Well, dude, yeah, same thing with Stuart. I'm yeah, just he, like, he, he told me afterwards, he says, that Eric's a fucking dumbass. But listen, <laughs> can you imagine all the dumb th- questions he's asking? A thousand percent. I guarantee he said that. <laughs> can you imagine all the dumb questions Eric's asking? Hey, Stuart, would you walk <laughs> I think I asked Ethan one time if they had donkeys over there. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Hey, valid question. I don't know either, actually, but probably. Did <laughs> So we're like, it's getting dark. We can hear lions roaring. Like you hear coyotes here. You know, we can hear them roaring. I'm like, holy shit, that's nuts. But we're looking down this two track and I'm like, Stuart, would you just like, once it gets dark, would you just walk? Would you feel comfortable walking down this two track? Because at home, I just walk down it. Nothing's what's going to fuck with me at home here. Nothing. And I was like, oh, yeah, like a leopard might get you or like a lion. You're like, nah, probably more scared of the Cape Buffalo, like walking into a Cape Buffalo herd. And I thought that was really interesting because I'm like, well, that didn't even cross my mind as being like, I'm thinking predatory animals right. get you in the dark while you're walking. Not the herding animal. Yeah, Dude, not- you, watch a, you watch a herd of Cape buffalo go after something, they're uh, vicious uh, they jump once in. they start. Yeah. Like once one starts, there's like four of them going. And, and it's not like, 
any other um, pride or herd or whatever it is, buffalo, they all get involved. Right. The cows, the bulls, everything. Whereas a lot of the other predators, you know, they have the matriarch will take care of it or the main, you know, pride animal will take care of it. Whereas buffalo, well, fuck this, we're going to save whoever it is. And, oh, shit, this guy's coming in. The we're gang. Gonna, yeah, we, 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 we get a gang, a gang up on this bastard and kill him, you know. And Have you ever seen anybody get ran over by a kit buffalo? Plenty. Really? Plenty. See, and that, I'll say this right now. Like, when I shot my um, my wildebeest, Cape Buffalo were there when I shot it, and then they moved back in mm-hmm. before the trackers got there, and they had to you know, push them out. Push them, push them out, and they didn't go that far. No, they don't. I mean, because the, the, they have set times to drink, you know, so they'll come in. In fact, we got we drink at 6 in the morning, 6 in the evening. Right. And that's the time they're going to drink. So if if you come in with a vehicle or whatever it is, they'll just run off 50, 60 yards, wait right. for you to go, and then they'll come in and drink. So if you've got to follow an animal or whatever it is, then it's like, oh, fuck, I've got to move around these guys. I've got to, you know, get around. Still got to get my water is what they're doing. Yeah. They still want to get their water. It doesn't well, matter. Well, that's what I said. I'm like, because the, the trackers came, you know, when they started, they're like, hey, we're going to go track it. I'm like. I told my wife, okay, stay with the vehicle, stay mm-hmm. in the vehicle. I'm like, wait a second. I can't leave her here by herself. If she's in a vehicle, she's generally fine. They, they, they could probably roll and a vehicle And that's what Ethan said and all them, but I'm like. <laughs> Jurassic Flip Park. it over on her ass. I'm like, yeah, Jurassic I'm like, Park. If as long does, as she's in the cab, she's fine. She'll, yeah. 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 Yeah, she'll be bars. rolling around a little bit, and that's about <laughs> but it. She'll be dizzy. In my head, I'm like, I want to go on this track so bad, but I'm like, I can't leave you here by yourself. So I did stay with her, and they went off and tracked. But I'm like, you did the good wife thing. I well, even did, the I one did. time the Dude, truck came and got us because the Cape Buffalo, the Cape Buffalo didn't move. No, they won't. I mean, they don't give a fuck. They did that, not. That, that, that that time of the yeah, day yeah, is, yeah. is their drinking time. You yeah. know, and they're gonna fucking. I We're partying. Yeah. I want to drink water right now, and I don't give a shit about anything else. <laughs> What's this truck gonna run me over? When, when, when do you ever see that? Try me, bitch. I mean, if you think of that, I mean. 100%. A lot of the buffalo that I've know. shot there have all been on foot, and and it's been freaking hours and hard work. Mm-hmm. So you just follow them on. I mean, we didn't ever sit at Waterhole to kill a cat buffalo, but I would recommend to a bow hunter, let's track them, let's try and get them with a bow, and then let's sit. Mm-hmm. Let's sit at a Waterhole. That's your best opportunity. Because when they're clo- to the closest Waterhole, you know they're going to go it, down it, one that it, night. It's, it's the safest option, but... I love hunting them on foot. Oh, God, that'd be a rush with a bow. It's on my radar it is, one it, day. It is, it is unbelievable. I mean, let me, t- well, let me tell you guys, rifle, bow, you're still shooting them at 30, 40 yards. Yep. Oh, okay. So ir- irrespectively, it's it's a fucking rush that you, you're you not going to do once. That's the scary part is, is when it gets into Cape Buffalo, it's going to get... Oh my fuck, that was unbelievable. I will say I never got we've seen a shit ton of them, but I never got that rush because I said like Doug and I saw the herd bowl one morning on the way in. Oh yeah. Different animal than the normal Cape Buffalo, man. But I mean we seen them like at the water and I'm like it didn't get my heart racing because I'm like, I'm not gonna shoot one of these type deal, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, but it wasn't like when we saw that herd bowl, it was like that thing looked around back at us Damn. like, I dare you to fuck with me. He's Try like, me right now. You will yeah. die. He was like, get out of the truck. 
I think yeah. it, I just think it'd be cool to build, like, have to build an arrow oh. set up heavy enough and have a bow heavy enough and go in anticipation for of that specific for animal that. Yep. and then do it on foot, like you're saying. Like, uh, yeah, the trip, the flight you're going, yeah. you built the arrow for it. It's your unbelievable. Set up for it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a rush. Yeah, hey, Austin, that is probably going to be your biggest rush of rush of your life is. When you go in there and you get the right broadhead, you get the arrow weight, you put full fucking bla- I mean, veins onto your arrow because you want it to stabilize because you've got that big broadhead up front. And then you shoot it, and, and, and then it's the stalk and getting in that 30, Ooh. 40 yards. That'd be fun. It is. Dude, you get a new carbon lead at 75 fucking pounds. That's all you need. Um, 75 pounds with an 850 grain arrow with the four blades. My airbow. Yeah. Four fletching. Four fletch- <laughs> I mean, four fletching. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you something. There's nothing more awesome than that. Yep, that'd be a blast. And, uh-huh. and you bury that arrow in that bastard, and all you see is your fletching sticking out when he takes off. Hey, wait. Dude, wait. your butthole, you couldn't hammer, what, what Fred Eichler say? you couldn't hammer a grease beam in my ass with a hammer. <laughs> Wait, time out. Sam, when are you going to Africa? Uh, when am I going? July. July. I'm coming. Should we, should we book a hunt? All right, K-Buffalo, we here we come. Should we, book a, should we book a quick hunt? Grizzly stick, victory arrows. All yeah. right. I'm going to say is I was literally just the other day I was watching a video from on uh, Nature's Metal on Instagram. Pretty and cool. dude, it was a video of these Cape Buffalo just tossing this fucking big ass lion around like a fucking toy. That. that was insane, dude. They're they're taking turns just taking yeah. this lion, kicking it up, flying it up in the air, and fucking stomping it out, kicking it up, flinging hey, it up in the hey, air. You know how beating the fuck out of this lion, dude. I'm like, holy you shit. Know how, you know that's how they don't give a fuck. They don't they care. Fucking up lions like that. Hey, I want to hear a story when a dude got. Just wrecked by. A, I mean, if it's a, a tragic story, I don't really want to hear. But if no, 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 no. We, we, I've I've been fortunate. I mean, most of the line. I mean, buff that I've killed, and and, and it's been, you know, non-eventful. But you know, we, we had this guy come out with a pistol in in 2010, and he wanted to kill one with a, a 45 caliber 400 grain bullet in a pistol and a, a revolver. No, I fuck. I was excited because I've never done one. Mm-hmm. Wild Wild West. Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, how close you got to get for a, a shot like that? Same thirty forty yards. Yep. I mean, it's going to be a standard thing. You know, he was no fucking John Wayne, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know who that is? I'm going to find out. It actually sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Shitty shot. Never it, shot it, it before. <laughs> he, was, he was an incredible actor. John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but, so uh, he's, he's, he's from Iowa. He's from yeah, like, yeah. oh. Templeton, Iowa. <laughs> Ouch. Well, he, he did, did like he, that. He did that whole Winter, African Winter capture and, and all that sort of stuff. Winter you know, that big old video. Oh, those But um, yeah. coming back to that, you know, I I mean, I shot, well, I guided a lot of Cape Buffalo in my life and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I booked this guy and he came in and we we shot a couple of small animals. He had a three fifty seven revolver, and we shot a clip springer and a warthog and whatever it was. And and um, now it was time for the Cape Buffalo. Fuck. So you do that like they get fuck. warmed up for the big show, pretty much. Yeah, I I, I like to do that. You know, give you the guy what kind com- of shot he's, he Give the guy the confidence and everything like that. And we shot it a bunch of times, and I. I created these sticks where you could just put a pistol on, steady up on it, and you know make a pretty good shot. And 
And, is uh, this guy using like iron sights or like a scope or something on it? I had a scope, yeah, you know, but a real close. I think it was probably a, like an aim point or something. Like yeah, a red dot one, type deal. Like, no, he had a scope. Had scope I think it was it? a one to four power or oh, whatever yeah. it was. And and when he when he asked all the questions, I said to him, "Well, you know, we'll probably kill this thing at forty yards, you know." And um, anyway. We found this bull and we tracked him. I mean, we tracked him and we found him and um, we got up to him and he was actually sleeping under this <laughs> under this little jackal berry. It's a it's a top of a acacia tree. These berries on and and he was fast asleep under there. And so we got all set up and got ready. And and as we're getting ready, this female bushbuck jumped up. Fucking, I didn't even see her in the grass, and she sped right past him. Well, he spun up and he looked straight at us. And I went, how far is he at this point? 35 yards. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. So I'm going, oh, fuck. That's not a good Who shot. the fuck woke me up? Yeah. Yeah. He's like looking, you know. He's like, he, he can't see us because we're. <laughs> he's like Austin. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, he, he, voice, voice Austin, you know. So anyway, he, so he slightly turns and I said to the guy, there's your shot. Boom, and he takes off. I think, okay, cool. This is, that's got to be a good shot. I mean, I didn't have my binoculars. I mean, it's fucking, holy smokes. 35 yards. Yeah, I was a lot younger than I could see that far. <laughs> and um, the bull takes off, and I've got my dog with me, and she, she takes off. She goes, she spins around, she runs around, and she comes back. And I think, oh, fuck. There's no, couldn't have missed that, you know. So we walk across, we go to where he was lying, no blood. Nothing. I'm going, oh my fuck, this is... This Stuart, is. tilt your mic down towards you just a wee bit. Perfect. So I'm going, okay, this is this is not fantastic, but let's, you know, let's see what happens. So we're walking along and we're on his tracks and we follow, follow, and she, my dog's not doing anything. She's just like running next to us. She's not even interested. So all... After a while, I mean, probably five, ten minutes, there he is. He's probably about 60 yards. So I put up the sticks and I said, shoot him again. Or shoot him. He takes off. Still nothing. And I go, surely this fucking guy couldn't have missed him at that distance. No blood, nothing. So, like I said to the guy, we had a cameraman and a couple of other PHs, and I said, Tell you what, guys, let's let's go and grab a bite to eat. We know general areas, and we're just going to pick up his tracks. No, no, no. Let's get on to him. Let's. We got him. Let's 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 get him. So we're walking, and there's this little creek on our right side, and there's a lot of reeds and all that. And I hear these oxpeckers. Now, oxpeckers is you get a red bull and a yellow bull oxpecker who you know they eat the parasites, the ticks, and that off off the. Animal. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. Doug knows he's yeah, a, he's so, a bird guy. So that well, that they'll always our big thing with buffalo. Interesting birds. Our big thing with buffalo. If if you hear oxpeckers, there's a good chance of buffalo there. You know, you'll always oh shit. There's so you look out, you look into the bush, you try and figure out if they're there. And you know, these oxpeckers were on this reed bed, and I'm going, oh fuck, this thing's lying in this reed bed. We we we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have a bit of shit over here. Well, cut a long story short, we had the cameraman walk up. We had this young PH, myself, carrying sticks, my tracker carrying my rifle, and the guy with his 
pistol and I walk over this ridge and I, all I hear is this. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, my fuck. <laughs> so I try and put my sticks out. I don't know why. It was just like instinct. You just want, you want the stable shot. The client picks up the pistol to shoot. As that buffalo gets to him, I push him away. He runs between us. And that young, there was another young PH with us. He shoots. I don't fucking. I think he shot over the top of the bull. And I look around and I see. I thought the bull had had this guy wrapped around his his horns, but what had happened? He had knocked the kid, and the kid was flying at the same speed he was running. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. So the guy, the shooter, the guy that was shooting the pistol. No, no, or the, the PH. PH. Another another one of the PHs. Okay. He was flying through the air, and and, and all of a sudden, the, I, I I think the buffalo realized that this fucker was just flying in front of him, and he hooked him. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, fuck. And he threw him into the top of this acacia tree. And oh. while he was falling, I mean, acacia's got these big ass white. You guys saw them; those big, long white thorns. Mm-hmm. He was falling between the branches, and thank heavens, he fell behind the base of the tree. And that oh. buffalo hit the tr- the base of the tree. Boosh. And he was going the tree and going the tree. And the other PH, I'm shouting for my rifle, and the other PH had ran down, ran in and shot the buffalo from the side. I don't know why he fucking didn't shoot him in the head. He shot him from the side, and as he was reloading, the buffalo turned around. And this dude, he was 170-odd kilos, which is over 300 pounds. But he was, he, he was a rugby player. He was just fucking muscle. I mean, he was Jacob. He was probably he was probably six seven, just muscle. Damn, okay. bigger than me. Bigger Jacob. Bigger than but, Jacob. But, but he was a rugby player, and he played for our provincial sides. And this fucking buffalo was burying this guy in the grass. Good. Not oh, sad. Shit. He was pushing him into the grass, and all of a sudden, I saw him hook this bull. I mean, hook him, and it looked like he was shot out of a fucking shotgun. You know those cannons. Mm-hmm. This big dude was flying through the air. Jesus! Oh my God! So this this bullet whipped him up and threw and him, hooked him in the thigh and threw him. Oh yeah. fuck! Anyway, we killed this bull. When, when basically, when that when that guy hit the ground, we killed this bull. How many times has this bull been shot at this point? Well, we don't know. Oh right, you're just this, you're, this just, is you're a, just taking shots. At this point, you have no idea. We have no idea. Self defense at this point. I'm yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm calling for my gun, and there's a bush no fucking bigger than this tub over here. And my tracker's hiding in it, <laughs> and I see my rifle come out the fucking top of this bush. How a fucking dude fits in a little bush like that, no one knows. <laughs> Concealed, no seeing, nothing. You know, we, we, we kill this bull, lands on the ground, and now we're going, what the fuck? This happened in 10 seconds. That whole... Total fucking chaos. That whole scene I've just told you was 10 seconds. Oh, my gosh. So we, I see this guy. When, when he was flying through the air, he was clutching his thigh. And when he hit the ground, he was in that fetal position, still holding his thigh. And, and when we got to him, that bull had stuck him in the thigh. With his horn. With his horn. And let me tell you something. Those horns were fucking as blunt as my elbow. Ugh. 
you know. And, and um, thigh. yeah, so, so we, we, we're trying to get, I'm not, I ran two miles to my truck trying to get, you know, helicopter in and yeah, there's arteries and all the shit in your leg like that. So finally we get an ambulance in, get the guy out of there. And then my client and I sit in there. All right. What do we do now? He's giving his shirt to stuff into the guy's wound in his thigh and all that sort of we're stuff. Tied off. Yeah. And, um, so it's my, my tracker, myself and the client, we roll this bull up and he doesn't have a shirt. So I give him my shirt because he took his shirt off to stuff into the guy's wounds and all that sort of stuff. And we take a few photographs. I went it onto my truck and we ran back. We ran back to the lodge or to the skinny area and to get this bull skinned out. Obviously it's his trophy and we take photos and blah, blah, blah. So the guy that was thrown into the top of the tree and fell behind the base of it, he'd Serious amount of stitches from, you know, the th- it was more the thorns and that. His gun was broken. He was reloading when that buffalo hit him, so it just broke his stock in half, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. And um, the other guy that was hooked in the thigh. The seven, six foot seven guy. Yeah, he he went in for six hours of surgery to to fix all the, the basically all – you know, that thing had done so much damage. They found grass and sand under his knee. Oof. Oh. Under his knee and halfway up his back. Oh, that's, my gosh. That's where that horn had gone to. Ugh. Up that, his from back? His, from his knee to half his back. Half his back. It had gone into his thigh. And I'm talking about this horn was as blunt as my elbow. It had gone in the inside of his thigh, below his knee, and all the way to the Middle of his back. Pretty much just wrecked his entire leg. So, so they cut him Everything. open. They had to clean all that up. They had, they had to restructure his nerves because all his nerves are clumped together and all that. So he went for six or seven hour surgery. And um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So build your arrow is good if we're going to go kill one with a bow. <laughs> I don't think we want to go down there with a whitetail set up. I think that's the moral of the story. No. I got a 330 hey, grain hey, arrow and a from, rage expandable. That, I'm, glad I stayed, I'm glad I stayed with my wife on the fucking track on that one. Jeez. I'd say, honey, you're on your own. Daddy run, needs a 20 year old girlfriend. Daddy's scared, <laughs> man. You got a you got a whitetail guy coming, and that's on the mobile hunter forums. Yeah, I'm just gonna shoot him in the guts with my two inch rage expandable with a 330 grain arrow because it, it, aim, for, it, aim for the middle. It, it won't even go through the skin. Already. I bet it wouldn't. Just bounce off. Let me let me let me tell you something. A rage broadhead will not. Fucking penetrate the skin on Doug. It'd be like that so, movie with Jack Black where you hit. <laughs> Year one. Year one. So I, the, yeah. I, I do have a few Patreon questions. I, I got to say, my fault. I end up posting these Patreon questions late. I should have done this way in advance. Oh, that's um, good. You're I'm good. weird about like keeping guests. I, I try to keep my guests secretive, and I don't know why. It's like in my yeah. mindset. You just got to let them go. I, I got to just relax with that and just post these it. like more in advance. So there's only a few questions here, but this is one question that paul writes i've read on some african outfitters about minimum draw weight and arrow weight and then with eric having to use heavier arrows with the giraffe what do you guys recommend so for for i would say anything from cape buffalo and upwards i would i would go 75 minimum i mean the bows are incredible nowadays i'd say 75 minimum draw weight 
and then I would go for about eight fifty grain arrow. Eight fifty. That, that's right. for that's for big. That's for like Cape Buffalo animal. Yeah, yeah he, he Cape, Cape Buffalo, giraffe, up. Yep. and up. Lion, you can. I mean, lion stipulates that you got to shoot them with a, something a lot at the same. Bullshit. A lion fucking is soft. I mean, you can. I, I mean, I've had guys kill lion with rage. You know, at forty yards, and that fucking lion runs twenty yards, and he's stone dead. They're soft. They they got a thin skin. They've just got high adrenaline. Mm-hmm. But you 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 cut his lungs or you you touch his heart or whatever it is, he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But on on your heavy stuff like Cape buffalo, giraffe, um, hippo, rhino, anything like that, I would minimum 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 recommend seventy five with an eight fifty grain arrow, mm-hmm. and I would put on that the total weight would be eight fifty. But I would put a minimum of, of 220 to 240 grain broadhead mm-hmm. onto that with an insert and everything. Yeah. You can play around with it. And when you start going heavy like that, you want that, that fourth vein on there. Mm-hmm. It, stabilizes, stabilizes, it stabilizes that arrow so much quicker. I mean, you know, prior to us being smart about, um, you know, putting the fourth vein onto there, we'd – We'd always go, you know, we'd, we'd try and work everything out, you know, and then, you know, obviously one of these gurus got, hey, let's put another vein onto the arrow, would stabilize it so much quicker. But w- we were still shooting 110-pound bloody bows in those days. Fucking not every Tom, Dick, and Gladys could draw it. <laughs> Gladys. You know, 110-pound bow. <laughs> Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Dick, and Gladys. No, because we got we, – <laughs> remember, we got girls now too, so we've got to add the Gladys in. Yeah. So, Bless her hearts. Yeah. Called so, so, So I remember when I first started bow hunting for, for the dangerous stuff and, you know, the thick-skinned animals and stuff like that. We we never thought – I mean, we never had the speed that we have nowadays. So we're always looking at those – I remember guys coming out with, I mean, a Matthews Black Widow or a Black something, 110-pound Yeah, it's like what uh, they made, they made Jeremy fun. shoots. Jeremy. Yeah, the, the, isn't it the Matthews, like – Oh, fucking safari, yeah, 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 bow or yeah. I think it's called. That's what Jeremy Beck shoots. It, yeah. That goes up to like ninety fucking pounds. Dude. Well, 90, I mean, ninety some pounds. I remember, yeah, I remember having a guy come out with one of those those Matthew safaris, yep. yeah. and we put on the scale and it was like a hundred and two pounds. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even fucking draw the thing. Well, and I and thought Ho- I was pretty Hoyt strong. Did, uh, I couldn't and he's either. like, no problem. Yeah. Hoyt yeah. offered, like, I can't remember exactly. They called them, like, the big six limbs or the big whatever big you call five. it. Big, five big five limbs. Yep. Big five limbs. They ordered, they they had special order limbs for, I think, whatever bow, like, main flagship bow you wanted to order. You could, or, you know, Cam Haynes is, like, doing a pull-up and yeah. Yeah. pulling that bow back. Look, and yeah. I mean, obviously there's there's a lot more specialized guys than me and all that sort of stuff. But I always go, guys, you you, I'm I'm a great guy for speed. But you know what? The heavier your arrow is, the better penetration you're going to get. And and we've always, I mean, we've done all these different tests with two blades, four blades, three blades, whatever else it is. You got to look at the best arrow weight with a good front. And I'm talking about a good friend, a good ass broadhead up. That's not going to come apart when it hits bones and yeah. and stuff like that. Generally, we don't try and shoot through bones, but Cape Buffalo have got you know 
um, rib bones that sort of overlap. There's it's no... so wild to me. Is yeah. it just so when they fight that the, another kit buffalo yeah. don't fuck them up? It's 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 just that pure pressure when they knock one. They they generally it's a frontal fight, but they'll turn, you know. And those the the broadhead is what I mean. The 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 double um, ribs is whatever hits him from the side. But ninety nine percent of the time, that frontal fight is you know. That's so wild. So you you you're getting that. So. People say, oh, well, I'll never shoot a cat buffalo with a two- or four-blade broadhead. Pussy. You know, um, we'll only shoot with a two-blade. But, I mean, we've done so many tests with, you know, shooting penetration with two blades, three blades, four blades. And obviously, you know, the the three and the four blades had less friction when they go through something. So if if you think about it, when you've got two blades, it hits it. And it closes on the shaft. Mm-hmm. When you got three blades, there's little fingers, so there's not much friction on the shaft. So when you got four blades, there's even less friction on the shaft. So you're getting way more penetration. But the big thing is, when you hit him bone, you don't get the flappers. Yeah. So that's why the two blade uh, is better for those for those type of things. Well, that's what I liked when we had um, the, the guys in from uh, Grizzly Stick talking about single bevel versus double bevel. Mm-hmm. Like a single bevel hits bone and splits it, yeah. or a double bevel hits bone and tries to cut the bone. Yeah. And I and I never really had that explanation pitched to me like that. I'm like, oh, well, that does make sense. In, in with the single bevel, when it's going through and creating that wound cavity, it's spinning the entire time with a... With a double bevel head, it's once it hits, it stops spinning and it just goes straight. It's trying right? to cut. It's trying to cut through, right? Right. And that's fine so got, for the majority of animals, but with the single bevel, when it's, it's hitting, it kind of works as hitting a, and spinning the entire time, it's going. It's through, a spiral a, axe. Yeah, it's supposed to be making a yeah. bigger wound channel and cutting through everything. And interesting. I guess once you get through the that friction off the shaft, like um, yeah, Stuart was saying. I think I think on when you hit bone, you, it's pretty much you you got. The size of the, you know, the 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 shaft that's going to go through that hole. So you know that's why you're hoping with a two blade you're going to get the best penetration. Hopefully a pass through. Um, why I say like shooting giraffe and all that sort of stuff. Why I love like things like slick trick where it's a four blade and a frontal shot. You 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 don't need hitting bone. But you, you're not getting that friction on that shaft when he hits and he goes through. So that's why you get so much more penetration. So shooting giraffe at 40 yards, 50 yards, I mean, yours was fortunately close. You can you, you shoot that 850 grain arrow. You're going you're gonna to bury that arrow right. in, his, in his chest. Well, and can we just say one thing too? Like, you know, when my first arrow set up, Stuart was like, hey, I'm not going to let you shoot a giraffe with this arrow because it wasn't heavy enough. Mm. It wasn't the right setup. Like that says something a lot about you saying you're not just on the money side. You're saying, Hey, respect the animal, respect the animal. Like I'm not going to let you shoot this arrow, this combination on this animal. Like that's, that's a huge hats off to you too. No. And, and, and I was, I was excited because I wanted you shoot the giraffe. So that's why we Austin stepped in and said, Hey, I think I have the arrow weight. Right. I mean, we were right on that limit. The know. moose arrows. Yeah. We were, right, I, we were, I think, we were like right on the line. We were right on the line. And, and, I and just that's where I said, hey, 20 yards. 20 yards. If it's over 20 yards, I'm not taking the shot. Exactly. And, that's and, fair. And, that's, and that shows the ethics side of it all. 
Right. You know, it shows 100%. your ethics. It's, it shows Austin ethics. And yours also. And going, all right, we've got to do this within these. These are our barriers. These you know, parameters for and, sure. And and if if it crosses that, then we pull the plug. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm but, not going to make the shot. But we were fortunate. You know, everything, the stars lined up and, and I mean, we just, it was phenomenal. I mean, the experience, the f- emotions, the, <laughs> it was everything, it was everything, everything behind it was just, holy shit. I'm so stoked <laughs> for you guys to go, Sam. Like you guys. Oh, are, I'm, I'm getting more stoked by the minute. You're going to be. Good. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we have a few more partners to cover. Uh, also, another uh, little tidbit of news in the middle. Hopefully you didn't skip the intro and you listened to everything I said there and everything here. There's some news. We are going to be joining the Waypoint TV network. Uh, so we'll be available there on Waypoint and Waypoint Podcasts. Uh, th- what does that mean for you guys? Nothing, really. You keep listening where you want to listen. If you want to go to Waypoint to listen, that option's there as well. There will be two automated ads in the beginning and probably two in the middle in these mid-rolls. Um, so we're just trying something new, and uh, it's also helping us accomplish more things that we want to do with our brand um, and hopefully get Eric to move full-time here as well so we can really do more, crank more content, better content, and uh, do different things we want to do and help support our Patreon community even more with more exclusive stuff. So that being said, uh, the podcast is brought to you by Combination Creative. Uh, You guys know our buddy Jordan Johnson, Combination Creative. We've worked with them for a long time. Um, Film, photo, design, web, and social. If you have a small business, you need an affordable logo, any marketing work, anything like that, um, I know most people utilize Combination Creative and Jordan for uh, logo work. So, Go to CombinationCreative.com, say, hey, heard about you through Working Class Bowhunter, and uh, I need a logo done. Jordan will spice you up good. Um, He understands the outdoor industry, um, and he understands a lot of other industries as well. So he kind of has creative outlets in different industries, which I think is a very valuable tool. So hit up Jordan. Tell him WCB sent ya. The podcast is also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Uh, Scent Crusher really is... The leader in ozone and scent elimination using ozone. Uh, one item I've been using is the plus humidity generator. It's a little bit different than a lot of the other ozone generators out there. You actually add water to it on like a little uh, like tank on the side. And as it pumps ozone, it's like adding humidity to the air. So it's pretty awesome. They say it's five times more effective. Uh, check it out. Scent Crusher, the plus humidity generator. That's an underrated scent crushing unit i guess you could say uh, the podcast also brought to you by trophy line uh, a lot of people think of trophy line as a saddle hunting company i think of them as a mobile hunting company because it's not just saddles and platforms anymore it's a lot more than that um, and go to their store you can use code wcb for everything on the store I, i'm almost positive it works for everything um but you need replacement rope bridges, platforms, anything like that. The EDP platform, the mission, the wingman. Um, you need the dry bag. There's so much on Trophy Line. The new headlamp, the hip pack. There's all sorts of goodies. Like If you go to their website, you, you hit load more product, and more and more just keeps popping up. Um, so check them out at Trophy Line, code WCB. They have everything. It's kind of a fun store to just go on there and dream about stuff. Uh, it's the ES thigh rig. I call it the hip pack, but it goes on your on your thigh, um, which I think I'm going to use that to to do like a lot of like hanging hunts, mobile stuff. It's convenient to just have that right there on your leg. 
um, aiders, all sorts of stuff like that. Check out TrophyLine.com. Use code WCB. I'm going to start saying W like W. Podcast also brought to you by Spy Point Trail Cameras. Um, use the Spy Point app. You can join the Insiders Club. It makes organizing your trail cams super fucking easy. Hit the favorite button. If you want to request a photo in HD, you can do that as well and get a higher resolution image. Uh, right now, the Flex is $109.99 for a cell camera, a premium cell camera for $110. It's fucking nuts. Um, Check it out. You've heard us talk about the Flex before, starting from last year's ATA podcast. Um, I am running four Flex cameras right now, and it's amazing. Um, I never have issues with signal. It does over-the-air firmware updates, so no more fucking with SD cards and pulling them back and adding the new software and having to do that right and putting it back in and hope your camera updates. This just does it. In the app, it says update firmware. You hit it, and it does it. It's pretty awesome. So check out SpyPoint. Uh, no promo code for them, but I'll see if that's something we can change. Um, and also, Camel Fire. This is the <laughs> store where Doug always says, delete your browser hi- browser history. And I agree, if you don't want your wife to know where you're spending all your money, uh, you might want to delete your browser history or just download the app. She'll never think to, to look at the app. Uh, same thing if your husband doesn't hunt, but you do. You know, Download that baby. Um, but right now they have, I'm on Camel Fire right now, knives on sale, 50% off. All sorts of different knives. Um, something for everyone. A lot of good decoys, packs, everything. There's all sorts of stuff every day. Revolving deals, Euro skull hangers, all sorts of good stuff. So always changing. Uh, you'll save some money. If you have a hunt coming up, best way to do it. If you know you're going elk hunting, just stay on Camel Fire on the daily and pick up what you need throughout the year at a like, highly discounted rate. Um, you're going to save yourself a lot of money doing it that way. So check out Camel Fire. Um, if you buy something, if it gives you an option to say, hey, working class bone or something here, please do that. That always helps us. Um, we appreciate you guys. I'm going to get back to the episode. Hopefully you're having fun listening to this one. And sorry for interrupting and hitting you guys with the ads. But it's free content. we got to do this to stay in business and support our families. So we appreciate you understanding. And we're so thankful that you gave us a chance and clicked on our faces. Back to the episode. Enjoy. You're gonna. I can't wait to see your enthusiasm when you get home. I'm not gonna lie. I still have dreams about shooting the giraffe, and like I get right. Like I wake up, and my heart's fucking racing again. I'm oh, like, I bet. oh fuck, am I now? We have another question here, and like we're just talking. So mm. how are we want to lay it out? Uh, it's probably to Sam. What's your favorite shoulder mount position? Wall pedestal upright semi sneak. I personally am a semi sneak guy. I mean, I just yeah. love. I love a semi sneak. It's it's a relaxed animal. Uh, uprights are just to me. It's 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 old school. And, Too up and down. Yeah, I just you know you just can't get too mounted looking. Yes, yes. I, I don't. I I love I love a semi sneak. Now wall pedestals. I mean they're they're huge right now. Um, Take about a little more room though. Yeah, when we do maybe I don't know twenty five percent maybe wall pedestal. That's pretty pretty yeah. more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean it's it's popular. Hey, is that but, camera still got a red dot on it, Jacob? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. It's but I'm one hundred one hundred percent semi sneak guy. I'd agree with that. I would too. I like the semi sneaks. But I also like some deer look good on an upright, alert and proud. Yeah. I just hate the super sneak. 
No, Four that's sneak. true. Yeah, uh, that's sneak. Yeah. Super, but I mean, how, sneak. Yeah. How, how often is there a super sneak? Yeah. I mean, who who sees that? It's when the when I've got one and like his head's down way low. It almost looks like he's getting on that doe and he almost yeah, dogging yeah. it down yeah. like real hard. But yeah. I mean, when you experience that and you kill the deer doing that, yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't see it very often. It tells a story. But yeah. one of my one yeah. of my favorite yeah. mounts that I've got in my house is it's called an extreme sneak. So. He had 14-inch, too, so I wanted to be able to make him fit with the other deer. So yeah. I put his head way down, and he looks cool that way. I, yeah. like I have one humble brag. full sneak. <laughs> yeah, humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah, right. 14-inch twos, oh. no big deal, but he wouldn't have fit if I would have done them upright. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, other people like the mount because I've got a bunch of them in there, and he's like the one mount that everybody picks oh, on. Yeah. They're like, what's that deer right yeah. there? And everybody. And my dick's huge, and my wife calls me daddy. What's up? Yeah. So, yeah. What's up? <laughs> and I kill big yeah, <laughs> I kill big deer, and, and my wife doesn't suck. Yeah, I have one full sneak, and I'm like, yeah. When I look at it, you know. Yeah. So are you saying I should not have got my kudu in full sneak? <laughs> <laughs> a super sneak kudu. Yeah. His antlers are just like straight back. <laughs> You're a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> super sneak head down. Yeah. I bet you didn't shoot him like that. He was fucking drinking water and he looked up at you and said, shoot me, Douglas. I said, Doug, write the check. <laughs> no, good thing I didn't get that with a giraffe. Good genius. That was a stick off the Full wall. Sneak like a giraffe. Giraffe. Full sneak giraffe. It's on the ground. Full Everyone, sneak head down. Everyone would be knocking their heads on the neck when you walk in. <laughs> Full sneak head down, mating giraffe. That's great. Um, here's another taxidermy question. We're going to bounce back up to this one. Uh, any extra tips when keeping our deer to make a mount turn out better or make the process easier for you? I think the the first thing is don't drag them out by the horns and just not worry about what's going on with that cape. Uh, cape or make or break them out. I yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and like you were saying, like I, over logs and just yeah. drag them, it's going to pull hair out. Yeah, and stuff like I that. I see stuff. I have guys pull into our shop and they've got them on those back racks of their, you know, that you slide into your hitch, oh, yeah. and they'll have thirteen straps on it. And I'm thinking, fuck. You know, oh, that ain't gonna look nice when it's done. I mean, you're breaking hair. I mean, dug into hair. the hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, dug into the hair. A cape, a cape makes it or breaks it. I mean, it really does. I mean, I don't care how good a job you do. If you got a fucked up cape, it's gonna be a fucked up looking thing. You know, right? It's the end result you're looking for. Though. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think for cape wise, to cape the, the it out, uh, practice. Uh, practice makes perfect. Yeah. I mean, and when I'm saying practice, you know, like we have a wild game processing. Right, so and we we have a lot of heads that are European. Mm-hmm. So you know, if, if you want to learn to cape, go to your local processor and say, "Hey, you know, let me let me take some capes off." Yeah, you know, YouTube, you can see anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm, one I one thing I, I've never caped a deer out. Well, you need to start. I know. I just yeah. trust Sam to do it. Yeah, yeah, and take my pictures. Yeah, I mean, yeah. trust your taxidermist, no photos, of credits. course. But <laughs> it is good to know, especially on like a Western <laughs> hunt. It's like, yeah, you know, you want to get. Well, the right face now cape. you're talking of getting the face cape. The off face the cape, yes. You know, and right now with the CWD stuff that's going on, you know, every state's got different rules and laws. Right. Can you bring it in? You know, can you not bring it in? Yeah, it's so gray. So let's just try to get ahead of it. Yeah, you know, learn how to cape. But like I said the practice makes perfect. Right. I, I mean, that's pretty good to know because that's one thing I've never personally um, thought about is like dragging out my deer. I'm just like I shoot it. I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, this is fucking awesome. I just 
Yeah, grab by the horns and start going to town. I never really think about what I'm going over and Dear what God. I'm ruining. I guess but I've also only I only got like yeah, I, I guess get going sure. on two two mounts now. But right, you know, but it's like one of those things that you never really think about dragging out your deer and ruining your cape. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, you got to get that shoulder off stupid. of the ground. Yeah, you know, as you're as you're dragging it out, or get a sled. Them sleds deer save car, they save capes. Yeah, me and plus it's easier to get out. You know, yeah, yeah, and less strain. For sure, I'm trying to do all the dragging. I'm yeah, I get so stressed like pulling deer out. Like the the second buck I shot this year, we we had to go far because I get my truck up pretty close to where he died. But anytime I gotta like, I'm like, Ugh. like go over a log or something it's on the yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Ugh. it's like all right. Well, we've always got to get that that shoulder. We have to lift and head up. You know, just gotta make get sure up. that shoulder it, doesn't. You know, we got yeah. Cameron Haynes, this bitch. Yeah, you know, when they're pulling in the truck and you Come know, Doug, you can put on your. Back and hold yeah, it. Yeah, dude. For your girlfriend. Did all of them. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I did all of them. I'm better than Cameron Haynes. <laughs> but a lot of guys, you know, they're, pull, they're pulling that deer in their truck and they're pulling antlers towards the cab, okay? Yeah. And so now they grab a hold of the legs and they pull it out backwards. Mm. I mean, and that's where it's against the, the grain. It's a grain thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like they, well, that's a frustrating thing you it experience is. on probably every day. Every day. Yeah. Every the day, easiest way know? to get into a truck. Yeah. You know, in, in all my years of you know, nobody's ever said, and I tell them, like, you know, Cape is what it is. You know, I'm not, you're, you're I'm not God here. You've no. done fucked it up. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> right? But I had this little guy come in like two years ago, and he, he took his finger and he picked up. He said, I don't remember that. I said, well, you do now. Because <laughs> it's there, you know. It's just, they are what they are. Yeah, you got to be conscious of yeah. the aftercare. Yes, for yeah. sure. And then get speedy at getting it off of there. Yeah, I mean, especially if you got temperature, you know. Every now and then we get a rut that's warm, you know, and and those deer they're they're compromised. Yeah, I mean the minute the minute that deer stops breathing and that Bacteria. blood stops flowing, Bacteria's bacteria is, is growing. Moisture mm-hmm. and heat are your yes. worst nightmare. Yes, and it's not like meat. You don't ask hang this it. Question, you don't, Sam. You don't hang it for twenty days. Guys rinse their deer with their capes with what? water. Get blood or gut shots. You know, I prefer not, I guess, but I see it a lot. And, you know, sometimes I wonder when we do have trouble if that was what it was. Like Uh, water creates bacteria. Yeah. You know, I I see a lot of capes come in where they've put uh, two or three bags of ice down in the cavity, turned it upside down, and hung it. And all that fluid comes into that face. Now that face looks like a basketball, you know, and. Mm. It'll it'll make it sometimes, you know. Sometimes yeah. it don't. We've um, all been guilty of that. Yeah. Damn. But you I know, mean, if, if, if you if, if you if you've nicked the gut and you got some gut material, no, you, gotta watch you gotta wash that off. Yeah. Because yeah. let's that's let's, the let's pick. Yeah. Let's pick the worst of two evils here. Mm. We know that's bacteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know? Right. And a lot of deer, you know, they they die in a crick. You know, they're going to be you know, and I don't lose those. I mean. Yeah. Right. Right. I get what you're saying. I I, I prefer you not to. I prefer you to take every precaution on your end to bring me, you know, an animal that is going to hold hair. But, you know, it is what it is. Hey, one, you know? one thing I think is probably worth mentioning. I remember you told me a story. A guy killed like a black bear one time and crammed it into a cooler warm. Never oh, cram it. Right. Yep. It's got to cool down before you put it into a cooler. Well, this yeah, guy. Because the cooler retains whatever yes, temperature is uh, yes. in the cooler. This guy, yeah. this guy put the cooler in the freezer with the lid up. And put the animal in, in the cooler, 
and closed the door of the freezer, thinking that he was doing the greatest thing ever. No. Well, he insulated five sides oh, of that right. animal. Yeah. And he should have put the just skin into the cooler into the freezer yeah. and let it cool down. Yeah. And another thing, don't roll them up. No. Drop them in a bag. You know, drop it in that cooler. When you roll, you're just building insulation. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, that's so, why they they survive all the winters because the hair insulates. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like think about what you're doing. Yeah. yeah I think it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, but you know, I guess in a hur- I, a lot of guys get in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hate that because it's, it's like you spend all this time and commitment to the animal. Then once you kill it, you're like, oh, we got to get them taken care of. What yeah. you do to a, Three, to a point. 364 days. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that one moment. Yeah. 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 So Take yeah. time and fucking enjoy but it, they're, boys. They're mistakes. Yeah. We're getting old. They're we, mistakes I mean, that we've, we've all made. I mean, oh, it's yeah. easy to make some of these mistakes. Like, I've lost capes to moisture before. I yeah. mean... Western hunts are stressful when you're traveling back. Oh, yeah. Best thing you can do is keep them dry and keep them cool, and it's going to be fine. Exactly. So when you are out west, get it caped off. If you can get it to a processor where they can flash freeze it, that's best. Mm -hmm. If you can't, bag it, ice it. Don't let that ice water get on that Don't let it melt and let it sit in the water. Dude, I was fucking stressing about my elk. I'm not going to lie to you. So my truck got wrecked, so I had to get a rental. And then I had all I I had my a topper on my other truck, right? So I'm like, God, let's put all my coolers in there. Well, then I was like, stress the fuck out and get all my grizzly coolers stolen because that's expensive. Oh yeah. yeah. So I get out there, get this elk quartered out. We get it back to base camp. Me and Franco deboned it, and it's like the coolers are fucking full. Like we had everything spaced out to where I'm like, man. I got to try to get to a store in a couple hours here. I'm gonna try and find some dry ice. Got to get home, you know. And I didn't want them to get. I didn't want the meat to get wet. I didn't want the hot, the cape to get wet. So I go to all these fucking inbred stores in central Wyoming. Everyone there looks like a mutant, and they're all like, "I'm asking for dry ice. They don't know what the fuck I'm talking about." I'm like, "All right, guys, they'll, give you, they'll give you rice if they feel us for dry ice." Yeah. So I'm like, "All right, man. Everyone's eyes are cross-eyed here. I'm gonna drive to Rock Springs. So I feel like I'm gonna hurry the whole time I'm trying to. So I end up finding a grocery store. Some sweet uh, limp wrist gentleman, bless his heart, got me some dry ice. So I put five pounds of dry ice at the bottom of each cooler full, like 45 quart to 65 quart. And I'm stressing. I'm like, I hope that's enough dry ice. Turned out it was. It, it killed it. It was yeah. enough. It was awesome. That, 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 that'll kill it. Yeah, it was awesome. So, so I was so but, stressed. But we've all been there where we hung a deer and we threw fucking 40 pounds of ice. Yeah, but wet ice, mm. but dry ice, it's like. Oh, I don't know. It's not the moisture in that context. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. like, we've all been there where we've hung a deer. Yeah. For and sure. ice in the cavity when he's saying don't do that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, I mean, no. If, if, it's 70, it. if it's 70 degrees, you can throw a bag of ice in him. You just oh, don't 100%. want all that moisture running up into the head of yes. him and, mm-hmm. and getting up in the cave. Yes. Don't hang right. it by his back legs, letting yeah. all that water I'm, down. I am here to say, though, if you're in Wyoming and you're driving back to the Midwest, if you can get five pounds of dry ice for a full cooler... Make sure the dry ice is covered in a bag. What I did is I got paper bags from the grocery store and made a layer. And the meat touching the dry ice was frozen solid yep. when I got home after 22 hours. Right. And then the ice on or the meat on top was cool. Yeah. So it stayed cool. But man, was I fucking stressed out. I hated it. What animal was it your mule deer you brought home that we had all the concern over that we thought, man, this thing might be. Um. Something a couple, two or three years ago, and it made it fine. It might have been my mule deer, because when I shot him, it was warm. 
Yeah, it was really warm. It was because I shot him September 3rd yeah. or something like that. It was warm there. Yeah. And I think I put... What did I do with that one? Wasn't it wet? I think I had regular ice in the coolers yeah. on that one. Because I remember telling you it'll be what it'll be. Remember that conversation? Yeah, yeah. And and when I drove home, I, I drove three hours to Rock Springs, and then I woke up and then drove 16 hours straight <laughs> to get back to the freezer because I was stressing that hard about it. And it ended up being fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just tried to keep it cool. Yeah. yeah. That, that was you know, my, that's all you can do. That's how my pronghorn was, too, when I brought back from New Mexico. Like, that was my first... That was my first out-of-state hunt, honestly, actually. So, like, going all the way to Mexico, shoot my pronghorn and stuff, and I brought it back, and I I, I, I fucking threw it in a cooler with regular-ass ice and brought it all the way back up and everything else, and I dropped it off at an old barn, and I think it turned out fine. No, no, it's still at, it's still at my buddy. My buddy's doing the tax dermy for me and stuff. Yeah. And he's, Why didn't you have to take it to old barn? I took the kid to old barn to get it tanned. Why did you have it mounted there? Because my best friend's a tax dermis. Is, is he as good as Sam? Nah, I don't know. He's pretty, he's pretty fucking. He's pretty fucking good. Yeah. He's pretty fucking good. I don't know if he's as good. Sam, Sam's been doing it for well, a long look, time. Look at me yeah, hey. for quite a while. Yeah, so, but, I'm dusty. But, but the thing is, like, why'd you take I it get, somewhere to take it from Sam and take it somewhere else? You took it from Sam. No, I I, I spread the wealth. Yeah. He's trying to feed his family, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Where's this fireball at? I got one. Give him a five. Give him a five. The thing is, the thing is. My best friend from from school and stuff. He's like my he's like a brother to me, and he went to school for tax term and stuff. And and he said he wanted to do, he said he wanted to do it. So I'm like, all right, let's go. So he I use got G2 got, forms on his mounts. He is actually for my white tail. He's gonna hey, he, shout he, out. Bought, he bought he bought G two form for it. Hey, uh-huh. shout out to your yeah. boy, man. Shout yeah. out to your boy. Yeah. So Sorry that's the, that's another thing talking. too. So now he gets half a fine. Yeah. So <laughs> that's another thing too. If, if if my buddy Matt Moon can figure out how to get a G two form, then anyone can. Mm. I love them. Hey, shout out to Matt. But everyone can. Yeah. So, but anyways, what I'm saying about my pronghorn is I brought it up, and I didn't. I didn't really know what I was doing. But then he, my my buddy, told me he's like, "Hey, you need to get that fucker like taking like taking the tax like getting tanned right away because yeah. that's gonna start slipping and all this other stuff." And they slip on us. Yeah, sneeze. that's what that's what he said. I'm like, "Shit, fuck!" I'm like, "What am I doing? I need to oh, get this yeah. thing." So I, I ran horrible. down all the way down to Old Barn and took it to you guys, and yeah. you guys took care of it. I've got, I've fine, got but, hundreds of them, so because yeah. I, I got a locker out there in Blair, Wyoming, and they just save me antelope capes because oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the problem. Because I've got the, that the, hollow fiber here, you know. So. Yeah, it's like the, a them, them, them guys out right. west. You know, they get it right to their tax numbers, but we travel 16, 18 hours home, yeah. and the fucking thing slip. Yeah. yeah. But, and I mean, do. if you look at prong, you know, the hair on a prong on, it's like fucking quills. It is. I yeah. mean, it's, it's little it's, straws. It's yeah, totally it, like quills. It's fucking hollow, and you, you tap, once you shoot it, you're like, oh, this is so cool. You give it a little tap. Tap, and it all comes. It's like, yeah. like, holy shit. This is crazy. And they smell wild. And they're crazy. Yeah. yeah, they smell. So, Sam, um, like a, giraffe. a question that... That obviously a lot of um, <laughs> we as as, as outfitters in Africa, um, for for things like your pronghorn and all that sort of stuff, we've got a couple of animals like the clip springer and all that sort of stuff. Um, so what we do is we skin it out right off. We don't we do, we don't do the eyes. Ears. We, we, we skin ours out here in the U.S. too. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. A lot, lot, of, lot of the fuckers will, nice. leave, the, will not, leave the face on. And people sometimes wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Is that to realize? Oh, yeah. yeah no, realize. Just freeze dry the whole thing and put it on the wall. <laughs> Dumbass fucking question. But, uh, <laughs> so, hey, you kind of walked into that one, Stuart. You know, when um, you're talking about, you know, with water and all that sort of stuff. So, yes. um, you know, because of the heat and that we have back in Africa. So, and you guys don't really have a lot of water. No, well, we, well we, carry, we carry that shit around. So anyway, bad? so we, we'll skin it off without doing the lips, ears, eyes, you know, and Shorting everything like chairs. that. And we'll, we'll throw, we'll throw, we'll make a saltpeter, you know, mix. I'll, I'll throw two bags of salt into water. It's, it's brown. It's got so much salt in it. And we'll put the cape in there, the yeah. whole thing. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's why I'm, we call that salt brine. Yeah, brine, same, exactly, yeah. 100% yeah. the same thing. And we do it with zebra hides, anything, you know, especially when it's warm. That's why it's all fucked up when it gets to the United States. <laughs> They've got all this shit yeah. over there. Like, no, man, the name of the game is you're just trying out, to you know? draw moisture out. Well, we're, we're, we're trying to kill the bacteria. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's, the, that's the big thing is we're killing bacteria. Yeah. We yeah. use, you know, we use like a antibacterial solvent. Fuck, I've, I've got gallons of the shit in my vehicle where especially right early season where i'll go out there and i'll sh- and i'll shoot like a gems buck or anything that's you know that that eland anything that's going to hair slip and i'll we've got these big bars where we'll put the whole hide in and we, we won't do it just overnight mm-hmm. and then the guys will come in and skin it out clean it turn and, it and, and it. turn it and then they'll dry it and they'll yeah. salt it Mm-hmm. So my big thing was was always to kill the bacteria. Sure. So um, when you're talking about, you know, throwing things into ice, cooling it down, there's always that bacteria factor. Yeah. So um, there we have the heat all the time. I mean, you guys yeah. experienced it. So we, we've got to come up with different ideas how to kill the bacteria before we can get it to. I mean, most of the time, I mean, we've got the skinning shed not far. But – I mean, we landed up killing two zebras and trying to get vehicles to them and staff to carry them out to the vehicles and whatever else. As I was pulling on this zebra tail, fucking half the tail came in off with my hand. And I went, oh, my fuck, what am I going to do now? We skinned it out. I threw it into the, the this brine with with um, dental, with there's a solvent which kills bacteria. I was able to salvage the hide. That's crazy. Yeah. Where there it wasn't, makes you sick when you just go. Yeah. yeah. The hair I comes mean, off your hand. You're, so oh. fortunate, fortunate it was just the tail side of things where the guy then still did a, a pedestal on, on the shoulder and whatever, and but he still had the back end to do yeah. whatever yeah. it was. So I just fucked the tail up. But it was the heat, you know, that caused that. Yeah. So that's why we try and not do the late, like we were talking about it earlier where we we don't, you know, with Eric, where we don't hunt like our summer, but we have solutions for that. So mm-hmm. that's why having a taxidermist here is always a shit. Does is is this a good idea? If it's if it's not a great idea, then we're gonna f- think of something else. Yeah, know? yeah. No, now, you know, just like us, when we saw our hides, you know, we get hides that uh, we can't work up that day, so they get rolled up and they get put in our big walk-in freezers. But we thaw them in a, in a pickle. Yeah. In a brine. 
Yeah. That way, you know, if you lay down the floor to thaw it, and that's what 90% of the taxidermists do because that's what they've been taught. They lay it on the floor. Well, the the outside of that hide will get soft quick, right? Yeah. And And the the inside stays grows where they can't work on it. So now that outside of that hide... is actually starting to get all the bacteria. Yes, yes. So, like, in our tannery, if you watch, if something's really going to slip, it slips on the bottom of the hide. Yeah. And the reason why is they've laid it out on the floor to let that thing thaw. And it it thawed 24 hours before the face thawed, Mm -hmm. you know. So what we do, we actually build a pickle, and we drop the whole thing in a pickle. Frozen. Frozen. Frozen in in a pickle. And and it thaws in that pickle overnight. Well, now, you know, you've got no way bacteria is going to get into that thing. Is that your major thing? Is a bacteria what causes the slippage? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Sam, are you guys the largest tannery in the country? Oh, no. Actually, we're kind of small. Really? If you look at tanneries, uh, there's there's several, two or three large, large ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking... $10, $11 Ten, eleven million dollars a year companies, mm-hmm. no uh, and then there's some mid-sized. We're in the wrong business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. Hey, I got you, one I'll tell you. you uh, <laughs> hey, hey, we got another building. Make a that hell of a deal. Yeah. 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 We'll work that out. But uh, <laughs> we're we're kind of a mid-size, I would say. We're yeah. not small. Um, a lot of guys. There's a lot of one-man shops. I mean, really? Yeah. There's like not, they specialize there's, in tanning. Yeah, there's not enough tanneries in the United mm. States. I mean, it's, I, a, it's, I a, it's a lost okay. art. There's, it's there's it's one, a, one in my hometown. One one guy that does tanning in my hometown. Yeah. How much can like one guy guys. actually do, though? He, Quite a bit. Yeah. It, it depends on how dedicated you well, that's all, yeah, that's all they work. he's doing. Yeah, it depends yeah. on if they work or not. You know, we have in our tannery, I think there's, we've got, Three full-time shavers and one part-time shaver, and that's the hardest part. I mean, that's yeah, the, the that's the craft end of the deal yeah. to make then, a good quality product. Yeah, you got to get it down to that real thin where it's workable. Because yeah. I've seen your guys doing like running the flushing yeah. tool, and I don't want any fucking part. No, of that. I don't. Hell no. I cut my goddamn hand off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would cut it. But anyway, we got we got basically four guys doing that: three full-time, one part-time, and then we've got three full-time people that are taking them green. And getting them salted, getting them ready to go into the pickle, and then I've got two people that we call them support people. That's getting the hide out, getting in the pickle, kind of watching the yeah. acid. Yeah, uh, and we do two hundred fifty a week with that. Damn, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, two fifty a week, two hundred fifty. White tails, white tails. Yeah, Holy shit. and you're getting them yeah. in from all over the country. Yeah, we, last year we did fifteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> white tails, white tails. Well, a combination. Okay, I gotcha. Primarily white tails. I, I would say eighty percent. Is it tails. like the same pickling and everything for like a white? One hundred percent. Like yeah. everything's yeah. the same. Everything's same. The only the the biggest difference is like the African game and stuff. The rehydration process. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get that thing soft, and that is not a safe state yeah. because you cannot have the acid in there. I mean, you're oh. you're building the salt brine. You have to like rehydrate without bacteria, yes. but also can't be but, the pickle. Yeah. And th- there is bactericides that we add with that rehydrate, but it's it's dangerous. I mean, it's and if you don't get it soft enough, it's hard for the taxidermist. You get it too soft, all the hair falls out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really really fine line to ride. You Ugh, know, I don't like that. Yeah, I think last year, it's too much we, pressure. We tanned for. 700 and some. I, I put it on a post today, and I, I don't remember the exact number, but 
out of them 700 and whatever, we're going to have about a 95% return rate. Jeez, that's good. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. mean, there's, there's, that's unbelievable. There's people that you're just not going to please, mm-hmm. you know, and those yeah. people just need to fuck off. I love people. You know, I do. I love every one of them, but I, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm almost 60 years old and I'm fucking dealing with it. No hey, more. I love it, dude. Love it. Love you it. Know? What's the weirdest animal you've been asked or weirdest thing you've been asked to tan? Dogs. Dogs, really? Dogs, yeah. Do you do them? Oh, we done one. It's a kayak, man. Yeah. Easy. Air, Air Bud. What was that Air Bud? What Golden was, Retriever. Golden Retriever. <laughs> so I, so I had this, Air Bud. <laughs> yeah. So I had this dude call me. Not Air Bud. He says, uh, hey, I've, actually, I've heard a lot about Air, you. Was it actually Air Bud? Or no, he, he, he called me. He says, I, I've heard about you. He said, will you do our Golden Retriever? And I said, no, we, we don't do dogs, you know? He said, oh, really? Who, who can you hook me up with? So I give him like five people that do dogs. How right? weird, first yeah. off. So he calls me back and he says, they won't take my dogs. Just he cremate said, the fucking thing yeah. and bury he says, it in the yard. What he says, uh, I want you to do my dog. I said, well, first thing is you've looked at your dog for 15 years and I've seen it laying on the slab dead. Right. So your dog has a personality and a look. And he said, well, it really, it's not my dog. I said, what the fuck are you wanting it mounted for? You know? Not his dog. He, yeah, he wanted it mounted. Yeah. He says, uh, I found it. I wanted it mounted. Well, no. He said, it's mom and dad's dog. He said, it died. I got it in the freezer. He said, uh, first of all, I, that's I weird just, already. Yeah. He said, I just want to be able to put it in the window of my, my truck and on 100 what? degree days at Walmart and see how many times they call the cops. I said, was well, that, uh, worth, I said, is that <laughs> worth $5,000? He said, well, is that what you're going to charge me? I said, 5000 I need $2,500 up front. He said, I'll be there tomorrow. Oh, my God. What the fuck? So he brought this fucking Air Bud, (laughs) right, with $2,500. No, he did not. Yes, with $2,500, right? No, he did not. So this dude walks in. (laughs) I'm, like, baffled by that. I'm so... That's a hot Air Bud. This is an expensive troll. Yeah, he came all the way up from St. Louis, and he was a farmer down there, right? And this guy walks in, and I could see... He's not playing with a full deck. I mean, this guy has Obviously. money. He has money, and he it's is growing corn. Well, yeah, oh, he, he is goofy. He's oh, paying five goofy. grand to get a dog stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I take his twenty five hundred dollars, right? And I go back out. I take Air Bud to the tannery, right? So the next day, <laughs> I throw it in the acid so he can get a thought out, right? And the boys come in. They said, "We ain't skinning that dog." <laughs> I said, "It's like a coyote." Well, we ain't skinning that dog. So I had to go out and skin that fucking dog. You're on your own. On my own. Oh, oh no. On my own. Fire those pussies. So now, now I'm, I'm, I'm two years into Air Bud, and I haven't done it because I've already got $2,500, right? I don't want to do it. I mean, no, I, I literally weird. don't want it. So he, he calls me. He says, are you going to do my dog? I said, uh, yeah, I'll get to it. I said, you know, it sucks to be me, but I will get to it. And he said, well, have you seen that new soft taxidermy thing? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. He wants a pillow. Yeah. He wants a fucking uh, I, said, I said, yeah, I've seen that. He says, can you do it with that soft taxidermy? I said, yeah, which is going to be great for me because I don't way have to make here. a form. Yeah, you know? yeah, way yeah, easier. Yeah, way better. So, uh, stuffed animal. He says, can you put lighted eyes in it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I said, for another, five, for another $500, I'll yeah. light his eyes. He says, well, I'll pay $500 more. This dude, oh yeah. this dude hates his parents. Yeah, yeah. So He's going to give it to him for Christmas. So I went to Radio Shack, <laughs> and I got the little red LEDs, and I Holy hot glued them into the back of the eyes, and I wired them all the way up to his asshole. And I've got, <laughs> got an on-off switch, right? 
<laughs> in the butt. Yeah, yeah. But so, you put a push button on his butthole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a red on-off button. So I took a bear I, chain fucking switch. I took a bear head and I injected it in his head and I filled it full of cocking. And then I could make I could I could sculpt it in to make it look like this dog. And then I just filled it full of beanbag beans. <laughs> I sewed his ass up. And I, I took a dog it. bed and I sewed him in the dog bed like he's laying there. Well, I threw it over inside. Everybody come in thought that dog was alive. <laughs> they rolled it and they jumped back. And he's what? Like, well, who did hey. that? I said, oh, I don't know. Soft taxidermy. Yeah. So I wasn't there when he picked it up. And there was my wife and another little girl in there. And they called me and he said. This this guy's a creep. You need to fucking get in here. <laughs> they they had he had weirded them out. I mean he was oh yeah hundred well, percent yeah he we was weird. Fifty five hundred dollars for a fucking air. I know. Is that what he but paid had total? eyes. It, it was fifty five hundred bucks total. He yeah. Paid you to well, yeah, because I charged him another five hundred for the lighted eyes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I so my uh when air I bud, when I the prank when my dad and I I've told this story on the uh, podcast before. I thought I real think fast. I know where you're going with this. Oh yeah. Uh, the first tax service we ever went to, we just found somebody close, you know, and he yeah. did an okay job, you know, for, uh, luckily for the first tax service we just found. Right. He, he was a strange cat. And for a long time, I thought tax service were just kind of like mortician style type people. We're all yep. kind of, yep. we're all a little Yeah, but center. you're not that way, dude. I really am. I've met some tax service that have put their wieners in some weird places, man. You can just tell. Bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> I got to no plead the fifth. Plead the fifth? I'm pleading the fifth. One, two, three, four. <laughs> 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 what, what's that called? Bestiality. Yeah. You can tell some of these cats are just like not wired right. Chain. And that's what was like my impression initially, and then for some reason I wanted to be a taxidermist. But you want to get into that off this thing? Yeah, I I don't know why. I just like oh, I get to be around deer hunters. <laughs> but anyway, this guy told me this story. These people came in with this dog. We're like, we want this mounted, whatever. And he's like, ah, I don't normally do this. Like I'm gonna have to charge you a fee. No, yeah, we want it done. We want it done. He goes, just so you know, like once I get going into the process, like we're in. Right. So he said they leave. They talked him into it. He's like, okay. Start scanning this dog out. They changed their mind and turn around and come back oh. and open the door. Because this guy had, like, his taxidermy shop was in his basement. And his side basement door, like, the top half was the window. And right through the window is the skinning, like, uh, countertop he had set Fair up. Bud. Yeah, and that's where he just, everything came in. He put it there in the cardboard box and cardboard laid out on the countertop. And that's where he skinned. And here they come back. To see them, him skinning out their dog that they had changed their mind on and turned around a half hour later. And he said they just like distraught. And he goes, after that, I said, I'll never touch any yeah. pet taxidermy ever again. Yeah. There's people specialize in it. And it mm-hmm. there, a lot of people pay the money for it. I, I mean, get it's it. It's expensive. You could probably make a lot of money for not doing a lot of volume. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But, but it is a niche. So I, I, I got a, I got a question for you. It's not me personally, but I had a. Uh, That's what they all say. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. My, my brother, my, my brother, he he want he, he always wanted to be taxidermy when he died. Yeah. Is that legal? Oh well, to taxidermy a person, it depends. Hey, they do the human museums where they do that. Yeah, like that's science. what I'm saying. That's called wax. He wanted to be. Wax. Ta- he, he always say, he always say he wanted to be taxidermy with like a Budweiser in his hand and a cigarette in the other hand, sitting in a rocking chair. Yeah, yeah. and then whatever. Yeah. Prop me up. Prop me up. Yeah, you're not yeah, Jeff Diffy, bro. You know. What I mean? yeah. There was an article on the internet <laughs> earlier this week because I I we, we're, we're 
tax numbers are pretty much we're off center a little bit. Okay, so I Google tax numbers right. news. You know, well, some gal uh, she was a hospital attendant or whatnot, but she had cut off a guy's foot and was taking it to her taxidermy shop to have it taxidermied. And she's going to get some federal charges over this. So ah, my my initial reaction would be probably illegal. Yeah, Did but he have nice I don't feet? I don't know but if the DNR. Know. Yeah, I don't know if the DNR regulates that. Have, there's, 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 no, there's no tag for that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Might need a CITES permit. What's that? Fab, Faba gloss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's weird. A weird thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I told me you'd be better off just doing like the wax museum thing. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah. do have some Getting of those sculpted. like yeah. museums where it is. As like, long as it's not hot, just did he have good pictures? Did he have yeah, six right? toes? Did he have six toes? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, they do have those museums in certain areas that have like it's real human bodies when you go in. Right. It's like yeah. guys cut in half and shit. And they're all from China. Did oh, you know yeah. that? Oh, I thought it was just people that dedicated their no, body to science. No, I think a lot of them are from China, and a lot of them are actually like the were those uh, huh? Huh? the fucking the people that were. Man, they're like the suicide mountain slaving, people. I guess Uyghurs, Waggers, or something like that. Are you Uyghurs, Wangers. Anyways, it, Dude, there's but a, a lot, a lot of, a lot of what I'm saying yeah, is careful. a lot of those people in those museums were 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 kind of found out to be like maybe not there on their own accord. <laughs> okay, I'll leave, I'll have to do some research. Then, I guess <laughs> not Sorry. on their own yeah. accord. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> It, it ain't my museum. Hey, this podcast went weird. Okay, here's a question before we get out of here. Have you guys ever had a weird experience in the woods while hunting that like you couldn't explain? Like you've ever had like something, what about you, Stuart? Something creepy happened that you were like, ooh, I don't know, I have an explanation for that. Like I'm not I'm not saying Bigfoot, but I'm kind of alluding to that type of experience. Like anything like ooh, I don't know, I have a weird whatever it could be. I don't personally. I'm just curious with your guys's oh, Is there a Bigfoot in South Africa? There's lots of them. A South African bush. What do you call them? Bigfoot. Big buck. I don't know. They they are weird fellas. They got flat noses and big lips and little ears. And there's lots of those fellas. What are you talking kidding. about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like a Shrek. <laughs> I, I I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I guess yeah. like. You know, when you when you're hunting tribal land and all that sort of, oh, sorry, I didn't mean tribal land, but uh, when you're hunting tribal land, and you you're not you don't see anybody. There's there's no one around, and you shoot an elephant, and you're sitting there and you're kind of getting everything set up, and all of a sudden taking everything in. All of a sudden, there's a few people around you. Where the fuck did they come from? Really. And then next minute, 20 minutes later, there's fucking 100 people around you. Hmm. And you just can't understand where the fuck they came from. You you'd never pass villages while you're hunting. And, and we hunting hundreds of thousands of acres. You don't see villages, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, fuck me, there's a couple of hundred people around you. For real? <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's, it's, it's creepy because you don't see them out there. You don't. You, you you know they're villi- in the middle of nowhere. You're middle of nowhere. You know their villages out there and all that sort of stuff, and and uh, you know obviously being tribal land or tribal trust land, you you know that there are villages around there, and the meat and that belongs to them. 
Yeah. I mean, but how the... Makes the, a guy think twice before taking a piss out there. Well, this is it. And how the fuck did... Nice that, dick. How, how, do they, <laughs> how do they know that elephants hit the ground? Yeah, yeah well, that's crazy to me. Yeah. You know, so that's I'm, a real thing. Like oh, no, 100%. I mean, it's... it's. So they're just waiting for their meat or... Yeah. No, that, okay. And, 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 you know, Doug, that's the only protein they'll get all year. Right. Know, so yes, that's a blessing for them. So. It's, it's massive, but it's just fucking creepy yeah. that... It is kind of creepy. Holy like, shit! This the middle of the night. It's no, no. Well, day. Middle of the night because you, you, you know, and then they will sleep. So you have, you have two to three hours to get that thing skinned out and out of there. You know, you take the trophy, but the meat belongs to the tribe, or the tribal people. So when when you sort of on the verge of paneling, cutting up your well, if it's got to be a you know skin for a cape or whatever it is. But most of the elephants are, are panelled and skinned out like that. Um, so it takes us a couple of hours. And let me tell you something. Within an hour, there's nothing left. It's gone. Wow. You know, we, we should touch base about that, about how good that we do as a hunter uh-huh. for those people are poor. Oh, oh And why, and aren't they, why aren't they killing the elephant? I mean, let's... Because they know there's, um, you know... Um, prior to outfitters coming into those areas and 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 taking care of the game and and hiring you know those people, you know um, they were poaching. You know they were sitting their snares, trapping, you know spearing whatever they could do to get the protein to survive. All of a sudden, they don't have to do that. They're getting the protein and they're getting a trophy fee on that. And they get a job. They get a job because now all of a sudden that outfitter that comes into that area is employing them. So they're employing the actual poachers because they're fantastic trackers. They can follow a, a mouse on a tiled floor, you know, if you want to just be, you know. Yeah, the trackers are incredible. Okay. I've always heard they're, that. They're unbelievable, you know. When you so, see that, Sam, so it's amazing. It'll, it'll blow your mind. So now you're getting you're employing those guys that are good at what they do because they've had to survive doing it, um, and the the households are earning money because they've been paid. Plus, they're getting the protein they were getting from the poaching. So that changes the aspect to it all. So coming to the whole thing about how good the outfitters and the hunters are, you take those outfitters out, and I mean, I'll give you a couple of just examples where you, they've pulled the outfitters out, Kenya, for argument's sake, when they stopped all the hunting in in 77 or around that time frame, they pulled the outfitters out of Kenya. Well, the poachers have free range because when you have an outfitter in a hunting area, they have an anti-poaching unit. Well, they don't have one, they have two or three because you imagining... You 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 managing two to three million acres. That's your concession. So you've got to manage it and take care of the game because the government only issues you X amount of tags. So let's say the government gives you twenty buffalo tags, they give you five leopard, two lion, five elephant, and X amount of plains game. Well, if they poached in your area you don't benefit out of that trophy fee. You've already paid the government for that. You've paid them because you've bought the the concession, you bought the hunting area, you've paid the government, so they don't give a fuck. 
So you've got to protect it. Mm. So you employ all the local guys who are poachers. So they can track and they're going, how the fuck, I'm not going to get poachers coming. I'm not going to get my mates coming here because they're going to take my job away. Mm. And they're I'm stealing. Not gonna, they're, they, 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 they're stealing now. They're stealing mm. from me. They're stealing from my family because, you know what, if I protect these animals, you know. I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid. I'm getting, and I'm getting, I'm still getting the same protein and the protein's free because they drop it off. Yeah. But so, see, that's, that's the part people don't know. No. They don't get it because it's inconvenient to think about. Yeah. Like, no, that, that, they, 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 they don't want to know that, you know, yeah. Kurt, that's the big thing is they, you know, all these aunties don't go, oh, you know, fuck you, you guys get paid for the, the animals that they kill and all that sort of stuff. It's horseshit. There's so much money going out. I look at all these anti-poaching units. I look at the millions and millions of dollars that the guys are putting. I mean, the guys in Mozambique have got helicopters. They've probably got 40, 50 guys working as anti-poaching with motorbikes and helicopters and trucks and everything. What's the like fine if like, a poacher gets caught and he's out in the bush in some of these areas, Maybe whether it be South Africa or just another country? They, they pretty much get wrapped up you know, taken to the police. Fucking, it's not long they're, on the, they're out of there. Do they ever get cranked just on site? You or, know, or, or is that like a don't talk about yeah. it? I, I, I think it's a don't talk about it. I, I yeah. think I think there's some countries that go shoot them on site or whatever else it is. I don't want to say that. You know, I've it's I, like discretion of whatever area you're in with whoever you're dealing with type of thing. Like you can't. You, yeah. you obviously can't say, like, oh, I know a guy who did no, this or whatever. Um, but. No, I'd, I'd, and, and I'll be absolutely honest with you. I don't know a guy, but I've I've witnessed some brutal attacks on poachers, you mm-hmm. know, where um, the game scouts that will come with you, you know, on your on your hunts and your What's safari. What's a game scout? So he's employed by the government. Okay. So like a ca- DNR. He, yeah, so yeah. He'll, he'll come with you on on all your hunts. So when we, we, I told you about those elephant and charging and shooting, they basically give the, the hunt report back. Right. And you, you find guys panning for gold or illegally fishing or setting snares or whatever it is. They beat the fuck out of those dudes. <laughs> no I'm shit. Not, I'm not talking about the fuck. I'm talking about the fuck out of those dudes. Really? They They beat them within inches of their lives. And... The older guys I've got a little more respect for where, you know, the guy will lie on his stomach and his feet will be in the air and they will take a club and beat their bottom of their feet. Mm. I'm talking, guys, I've witnessed this. I've seen it. I know it. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not beating around the bush here, but the, those guys are so harsh on their own people. But it's the government that has fucked up that can't employ anybody, you know, that have fucking ruin the country, and these people are trying to survive. They're not poaching because, I mean, some people, some countries, they are, they poach and sell and poach and make money and whatever it is. These guys are trying to survive. Mm -hmm. They're trying to feed their families. Why do you think a fucking poacher will take $50,000 for a rhino horn? That'll feed him and his family for fucking years. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, Not a couple of months. I'm talking about five to ten years where $50,000 will feed that fucker and his family for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So why do you think you'll take that money to go and poach a rhino? 
They just get an offer too good. They can't really turn it down. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, if you put and, and, and you can hardly, I mean, you, you've got cornmeal that you're feeding your family every day to keep them alive. And all of a sudden you get $50,000 to go You're and gonna ki- do it. To, to go and kill a fucking rhino. Who who wouldn't? Everyone yeah. in this room would fucking do it for their family. Who the fuck? Yeah, yeah, you, you, can, you can see how it's done. It's like. Guarantee it. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that fucking same rhino that, that, the, that guy killed that rhino for cut off the horn goes to the black market and it gets sold for $100,000 a kilogram. So that's 2.2 pounds. And every rhino horn will go for eight kilos. Holy so, shit. So, so do, do the math. That's almost a million dollars that that fucker will get on the black market for that rhino. And that's all for like Asian black market aphrodisiac. When we have fucking Viagra. Yeah. Well, we have. <laughs> yeah. Blue chip. Yeah. But I mean, hey, they, they, I mean, shit, you got China. Come on. Yeah. I mean, they th- th- they've got everything. I mean, they probably created Viagra, right. you know? Yeah. So you, you have you have that type of shit that these poor guys have got to deal with. And, what a mess. And and, well, and who, what government can fight with that? Mm-hmm. And, that's yeah, the thing, like, and that's the thing when you, when you talk about um, hunting, like, I guess, say, foreigners coming into South Africa to hunt and everything else, it's providing not... Because when you're talking about poaching, you're talking about $50,000 to one person or something, right? When you're talking about like the the market of hunting, it's profitable for everyone. Yeah. So everyone's making... They're not just making fifty grand for a one-off rhino to go kill and poach and do whatever they want with it. It's like you're talking like the livelihoods of... Many more people, families, families. I mean, I mean you you think of, families and everything else. You think of that fifty thousand dollars is a trophy for you on a rhino. Mm-hmm. So if a guy comes in and kills a rhino, it's probably a lot more now, but fifty thousand dollars trophy for you on a rhino. So the guy comes in, hunts the rhino, it gets chipped, it does all that sort of stuff. Taxidermy earn money out of it. Hunters earn money out of it. The staff earn tips. The hunter earns tips. Mm-hmm. It goes to the taxidermist, he mounts it, whatever it is. Then the shippers earn money. So all of a sudden, that rhino that was that they paid fifty thousand dollars for, all of a sudden is seventy five thousand dollars worth, mm-hmm. because it's benefited all these other institu- institutions to get it before it shipped out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it's poached, there's only one fucking dude that's yep. getting fifty grand. Some guy with a weak True. dick in Asia somewhere. He, right. And he's probably going to pay a lot more in powder. But you know, <laughs> that's so wild, man. But the well, big, so crazy. But the big thing is the black market is earning a million dollars on that. Mm-hmm. So God, that's crazy. they're going to pay out. They're going to pay out fifty grand, no problem. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they'll they'll happy pay it out. You know. Oh yeah. And it's the same as ivory and 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 all that sort of stuff. So we always maintain fucking open the markets. Yep. Stop being cynical and stupid about this thing. Open the fucking markets. Make it all legal. Flood the market. In South Africa right now, we have more rhino horn in 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 captive protection to, you know, at one stage, I think the stats came through a couple of years ago, we were losing 1,500 rhino a year. Just in South Africa, 1,500 rhino. We have that same amount of rhino in, um, 
what you call it, storage, safes, all that sort of stuff that can supply that market for 30 years mm. without a fucking rhino dying. Mm. But we have all the people going, well, we don't want rhino hunted or killed or whatever else it is, so we're going to ban it. So we're going to stop it. You open that market, you've got all those people that can sell their rhino horns to Asia, wherever the fuck they want to. Flood the market, kill the market. There won't be no more poachers. Then, then, there's, then there's no demand for it. Yeah, no money. Right now there's a black market demand for it. If you go and fucking kill the market, you go and flood it, it's worthless. Yeah. So those Asians going, oh, fuck, whatever, you know, I can do that. I can, I can go and buy it. I used to pay $10 and I'm paying a dollar for the same sprinkle, you know, because it's flooded. Yeah, yeah. You know, without another fucking rhino dying. Yeah. Is there any proof? Does it do it really do anything? Or is it just like an aphrodisiac like myth? Like, <sighs> and that's like besides the fact of like the big picture here, but it's like, if it was like, you know, like if it was really that magical. No, they like if Doug is using it, I want to know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, um, to make lighthearted of a serious situation, like, is it really a I legitimate think, thing or is it just wise tale? Yeah, I think Doug needs it. No, you know what I mean because yeah, just just to break the the seriousness of it all. Um, not that that I, like I justifies it, doing it. I'm not no, saying that, but it's. Like, I think it's all a. I think it's all a mental <laughs> thing because if you look at one stage, you know they were buying all velveted antlers out of New Zealand mm. for the same shit. You know. Uh, a bear gallbladders for the same shit, you know. So it's just a shame. Like I guess what I'm getting at that question is like it's a shame that like it's snake oil. Yeah, it is. It's the same thing. It's snake oil, and animals are dying for this like unprovable snake it's, oil for it's, weak boners. It's human greed, you know. It's human end, greed. In, in it's a shame. End, in, in the end of the day, it's it's exactly that. So they what they do is they'll they'll jump onto something. I, I, I think it's like. What the kids go through, you know, they go through all these different phases with haircuts and whatever the shit they, you know, have and whatever. I guess it's us as well. But, you know, um, so that phase dies and the next phase comes in. So yeah. It, so it's so hard, you know, when when animal products, I mean, we get a, a an animal called a pang pangolon, which is similar to your armadillo. Mm -hmm. But it's just got bigger scales. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. Those scales are worth a shitload of money. And and a pangolin is in, you know, we're we, we losing them big time because, you know, of course a poacher will kill one and he'll sell, he'll dry it and sell the scales and earn, you know, I, I, I don't have stats on, on pangolin, but we, we're losing our pangolin because of poaching. So it's the same thing, you know, we, we we don't have enough information on how to curb it, but it comes back down to human greed. That's what they've been told is good. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. That's what they need. And um, this is rare. So go find it because yeah. nobody's going to pay for it. So you ban all that stuff. So we're talking about Chris and, and his dad and that going over to CITES to try and lift the bans on, on a lot of other stuff. And rhino and elephant and all that sort of stuff is a big thing. I mean, people don't understand. There's more elephant in Africa than there ever was. Mm -hmm. um, all we've done is we've restricted their movement. So they become problems. 
Mm. They breed. I mean, yes, their gestation periods are a lot longer than most animals. It's I think it's 24 months or 18 months or whatever it is. Oh, really? So they don't breed as frequently. I mean, fuck, it's a big animal. You know, yeah. you're looking at a right. seven-ton animal, it's not going to need fucking nine months to, you know, grow in a, in, in, in a belly and then grow up to, you know, maturity, maturity and all that. It's a big animal. So, But there's a shitload of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and people go, oh, they're, they're endangered. No, they're not. We, yeah. we, we've just fucked up their habitat as human beings, you know. We've encroached on, on the habitat as tribe, as, as cities, as, you know, and all that type of stuff. And we're going, well, how do we think? They kill them? No. Or give them more land? No. Or restrict them? No, they're not, they're not restricted animals. An elephant goes through where the fuck he wants to go. Yeah. I mean, he's seven tons. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> right. You know, um, you know, he's just going to break whatever's in front of him. And, yeah. And so, so people. There ain't no fence. No, no barbed wire no. fence. So they can't, they can't, they don't understand that. I mean, that's how, that's how cynical and stupid human beings are. You know, they go, oh, well, we'll, we'll just put a big fence out with big cables and, and electrify it, and they're not going to go anywhere. Well, elephant's fucking smart. You'll take the smallest in the herd and throw him through the fence and break it, and then they all walk fucking through the fence because it's broken. Yeah, yeah. that's wild. Like, it's, it's not. It's I've seen that. It's not. You should different... be laughing about it, but it's like. Well, it's just it's a different beast, man. It is. It's a different that is. Beast. I mean, smart. It's, it's fucking. I I rate it as the king of the jungle. Yeah, because, that makes sense. I mean, a lion's a pussy, you know. Yeah, especially Compared, it sounds like compared to like a Cape Buffalo or well, a an lot, elephant. A, I mean, you know, you look like I said, it's just the sheer size of them, you yeah, know, and, and and the intelligence of them, mm-hmm. you know, and they only digest forty percent of what they take in. So really? when they when they go and strip a tree and all that sort of stuff, when you look at elephant shit, it still looks like a fucking bark and <laughs> green. Really? Yeah, it still looks like a fucking tree. You know? <laughs> oh shit. Um, <laughs> and and that's no so shit. crazy. And they yeah, eat, yeah, right. No shit. And they eat a lot. Yeah. Know? So w- when when they have to, they're seven when, times. When they're overpopulated, they fucking area up. I bet. And yeah, people yeah. don't understand that. You know, we've taken the responsibility of going. Or should we got over? You know, past hunting and taxidermy, but we 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 take the the responsibility of managing, taking care of it, and and we land up not being able to cope. Mm-hmm. Because before you know it, the area that you've restricted to them becomes a fucking desert. Yeah, they and destroy they, everything. They decimate everything. They, that makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. It's it's just inconveniences that people disconnected from it all. Non hunters, people yeah. who don't like to think about the killing of animals for the they benefit of animals. It. You know, it's all about understanding, and and I think nobody wants to understand it. You know, we're as hunters, and that's where Sam said earlier what we do for hunting and I mean not for hunting but what we do for wildlife and game populations and and I'm not talking about Africa I'm talking about all over the world. full circle is what yeah, we're doing it's, in the world it's, it's all over the world it's North America South America Europe South Africa Africa you know um, Asia everywhere. everywhere I mean we have hunting protocols and if and and if we didn't manage everything we didn't take care of it we wouldn't have fucking jobs no, right. Yeah, no I, w- I wouldn't be an outfitter. You wouldn't be, you know, podcasting about, you know, 
game. There'd be nothing to talk know. about. We'd be fucked. Yeah. We'd be told. I'd, I'd dime, be mountain dime, dogs. Dime, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be mountain chihuahuas yeah. and cats. Yeah. That would be. But I mean, it's just like, <laughs> you, <laughs> just like you said, Soft Stuart, tax, like hey, taxidermy. Over specialist. there, like, <laughs> if, if, if there wasn't people Light going and hunting them, you wouldn't have any animals because there would no value. There would be yeah. no value on them. Mm-hmm. Doug Same would be with, in the aphrodisiac industry. Yeah, Doug would be talking about pussy because that's all he could do. I'd be hard as a rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's from yeah. right on. <laughs> I mean, same thing over here. If they didn't issue, t- if they issued, just open the tags, free open, whatever you want to do, there'd be no animals. There. Yeah, there wouldn't yeah. be any fun. The well, way- I mean, I you know, you know, just a classic thing, just of South African. I remember in the early seventies, you know, when somebody was selling land, a ranch, or a, we call them farms. It you know in the mid early seventies somebody would go in big bold writing wild animals free so because you were competing against goat cattle and sheep farmers mm-hmm. so you got all these you got these wild animals so if you get rid of them you know you don't have to worry about them. You got enough grazing for your cattle, sheep, and your goats. Whatever you decide to do. But the hunters came in 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 the later seventies, early eighties, and they're going, "Well, fuck it. We want to put value on these animals. We want people to come and hunt them. All of a sudden, we're going to start putting all these different species on our properties, and we're going to start looking after them and manage them and start putting high fences around." And bring in all the species that were originally here. All of a sudden, we put a value to it. Now, now when you buy a property, it's X amount of acres, and then it's got fifteen or twenty species of game. It's worth five hundred times more than it was in the early seventies when it was free of wild animals. Mm-hmm. So, what does that tell you guys? The hunters are doing the job. Wildlife management hunters are doing the jobs, and we're looking after the animals. You take that value away from those animals. What's a farmer going to do? Put put cattle on it. He's going to say, "Fuck that! I'm going to kill everything on my properties. These things don't have any value. I want, I want my land to, you know, I want my land money. Yeah, I want my land to produce. So I'm going to put cattle back on, or sheep, or goats, or whatever it is, because I've got five thousand acres." And I wanted to fucking make me money, and I want to survive. I've got to put my kids through school and, you know, college. It's just like I mean, it's just like every farmer here. Like I mean, Austin can test this. If he's got hundred acres sitting there, he's gonna plant corn, right? You're not gonna let that sit there and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. no, no. You're gonna make it earn money. Well, it's you're trying to make a return on every acre. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Today, when you go buy a farm and you have to spend so much money on it, every acre counts. You're going to make a return on that. Same well, you got, you got to pay. You got to pay the bank. Yep. Because you've loaned the money. I mean, none of us have got the cash to just go and buy land cash. Yeah. I don't want to say that, like the animals over there are like corn over here, but it, it it's the kind, same thing. The va- a, value to your land is what mm-hmm. it is. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an interesting conversation that needs to happen and needs to keep happening. And mm-hmm. you know. We we bounce back and forth. We get lighthearted and get serious, but I think that's important too. It's like you oh, know, it, if, if you, it's a conversation that needs to happen. Yeah, like we don't want to cram medicine down people's throat. Like we we're lighthearted about it, but everything we're talking about, even though we make jokes in this, it's very serious and it needs to be talked about uh, more often. And we'll continue to talk about it, and I'm sure we'll cover it too with the clinic and more and in more detail and more condensed ways. And we'll take questions and all that stuff too. But um, 
We're we're about to the end. We've had a, a wild, fun podcast. This is <laughs> it's been everywhere. so much fun, that, and, that, and that's why in the beginning I'm like, let's just let her flow. And that's the beautiful thing about podcasting, it. and it's a beautiful thing that doesn't happen on outdoor television, and it doesn't even happen on most hunting related podcasts where we can bullshit and fuck around and then get serious and learn some shit like we do here on Working Class Bowhunter. So, how um, often do you have a guy fly from South Africa to come see you? Well, or Texas. Uh, oh, not not okay. very often. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then give it away. <laughs> not very often. He's here from South Africa. There we go. It, but I am thankful for everyone's like input on the conversation and the back and forth and the information. It's been great. Um, we're over three hours on this killing it. So I appreciate that, guys. Um, I think we need a drink. We, we probably yeah. do need a drink. Stuart, you got anything to close out with? Thank well, got, you for spilling all that information, teaching us about Africa, and taking us under your wing for that. By yeah, the way. Um, you know, guys, I I love the fact that we can pull in a, a, a fantastic taxidermist and you know a great bunch of guys, and we can we can talk about stuff like this bullshit and and just brute honesty, you know. Yeah. And I love the fact that we can do that, and and we can have Doug here with his mustache, just fucking keeping quiet, just to hum- humor us. But um, You're welcome, mustache. <laughs> but um, mustache. but but you know the fact that I'm so honoured to be invited up here to be able to do this and and spend the time with these fantastic fellas and and you know learn you know their lives as well as they learn my lives and and again having Sam as as just this up I. I I want to say as as all our mentors because because I'm old. No, no, no. Fuck that. I'm, I'm only a few years younger than you. But but the fact that we, we we have these opportunities to be able to share this with with fantastic guys and we we, yeah. we made the circle exactly. You know. Sure. So so I appreciate the offer to come up here and share share my thoughts about it. I, I know maybe I'm just an alcoholic, but I love it. I love it too. <laughs> hey, real, real, real question: Are we allowed back in South Africa with you? I got to talk to my partner. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I got to talk to the people of South no, Africa. Guys, <laughs> no. Hey, I, you know, you guys have been absolutely fantastic for us, and 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 I just love the fact that Sam hooked us up, and yeah. we're 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 on this roll, and I think this is a working class fucking, you know goal and honor to be involved with and 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 just live the life and 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 share everything we have with you guys and 100%. and 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 all the followers and everything like that so for me you know this is more of an honor than you know smelling like an african and you know, work, <laughs> working my ass off to get over here you know and all that sort of stuff this has just been fabulous thank you, you know, yeah he's well, you know, live the life that that speaks volume yeah, live yeah. the life, and we all live the life. Everybody sitting here, yeah, agreed, man. And thank you for coming in, Sam. We appreciate oh, your partnership. I love being here. I'm glad I you did make do. it. Anything else you want to close with, man? Like old barn taxidermy, G2 forms. You guys are killing it. No, you kill it for me every week, and I appreciate you. I will say, we, if, we you, love like, all if you guys. want a badass backpack mount, go to this <laughs> fucking guy right yeah. here. Yeah, you're talking me into doing my mountain line that way instead of a full body mount. I think it'll be epic. I think a bear will be pretty good. I was thinking, I'm like, Epic. Sam's coming. I hope he brings my mount. But if he doesn't, it's okay. Because I know uh-huh. it's going to be badass. And then you walk <laughs> through the door. I'm like, God <laughs> damn. It's pretty sick. <laughs> no, Old Barn kills it. You guys are on top of the well, game. Know, I, I'm really not very good. Yeah. yeah. yeah, well, yeah. When, I listen, when I listen to your guys' podcast at the beginning, it says really, really not that good. 
I think about me every time. I hear you. I'm, I'm really, really not that good. good. <laughs> hey, you're just I, doing what you can the best you can. I do. But, I look at every piece and I think, you know, I could have done that better. Yeah, but to us, man, you're killing the game. I appreciate it. No one does the volume you guys do at the quality you guys do at the price you guys do, and that says a lot. We, we try very 100%. hard. So, I've, I've got a team of dedicated people that come there, and I love working with them. They're all they're all youngsters. I'll the tell you this. In the biz. If I can talk to someone, and they have an animal they just killed within the day or whatever, and I'm talking to them, I say, go to Old Barn, they don't listen. It bums me out because I know they're going to be disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. Especially yeah. with our bear camps. Yeah. Where should I go? You're driving home. You're going through Iowa on your way home. <laughs> Drop the fucking thing off at Old Barn. Yeah, I'll probably take them out. One guy took it back and got a dry tan. He was supposed to get a rug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens. You know, there's, there is a lot of great tax <laughs> There is a lot. But, there's a lot of great ones. But you know what? When you know a good one yeah. and you know a great one, and someone's recommending. And he you, knows what listen, you're looking for. Yeah, like we have a lot of dead animals in our studio. If we're telling you to go to a place, yeah. And it, what blows my mind? There's a lot of experienced hunters that have a lot of shit taxidermy, and I look at them. I go, I know you know what deer look like. I know. And you that's look not at what these, a deer looks like. and you're like, "Yep, that's good." Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Just look you at do? your photograph. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Look at the photograph of the deer to it, but whatever. it's like, it's it's like you always say too. You know, it's like you find a good tattoo artist, you keep going back. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you find a good taxidermist, you just you, well, you gotta old, keep going back. You gotta keep that person in your back pocket, kind of thing. Well, well they're all well, artists, you know. Yeah. And same thing. Yeah. I've always yep. said cheating on your taxidermist is almost as bad as cheating on your wife. It's worse, yeah. actually. It's worse. Your wife will get over it. I don't think so. <laughs> that taxidermy is forever. <laughs> no, but I, I certainly I appreciate, I appreciate you guys. We're three hours and some odd change in this. We can say whatever we want about our wives. They ain't going to listen this long. Hell no. No, no one's no. going to hear safe. it. Yeah, now, the girls, safe. now the girls are gone. They're sleeping. <laughs> now that the girls are finally gone, just us guys here. Mine will fast forward it. Oh. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jacob, Austin, what you guys got? Because you guys sharing one mic. You guys are warm. Go ahead, big dog. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for being <laughs> here, man. <laughs> hey, congratulations on uh, introducing the victory drive. That's yeah. pretty awesome. This, that's a staple yeah, right there. I'm pretty, I'm, you two pretty are stoked just, about it, man. You two are like, just looking in each other's eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. This is nice. Curious. Keep talking. Hey. No one else in the room matters besides me and you, Austin. Hey, is this it. weekend, this... boys weekend, right? That's right. Hey. Iowa. All right, I like that. We're going to fucking tear it up, and it's going to be great. Okay. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, in all seriousness, I do appreciate you guys having me out. This is great. And um, for the partnership and going forward in the future, it's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Austin, final thoughts? Uh, it was awesome podcast. Uh, awesome to have Sam. And Stuart in the same room, finally. Been waiting on this for a while. Jordan, glad you could make it, buddy. It's been a fun podcast, and we're going to do another fun one tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Uh, we get a lot of podcasts done this good week. Good times. We got another one the next day. Eric, final thoughts. Uh, Sam. Yeah. Killing the tax room game. Thank you. Keep Thank doing you. it. Thank you. Stuart, thanks for hosting us in South Africa. Anytime. We're going to be back again sometime. Would love it. Leave the, leave the wives that are too pretty. Yeah, we gotta have a boys South Africa where he's like spit and throw rocks <laughs> and yeah. shit. And we're gonna, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna have that you know that dung spitting competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug, I, I don't really want to ask you, 
Thanks for taking my picture, Sam. Thank you. Finally. You're the man. Finally, Finally. get some photo creds. Stuart, thanks for coming. You're thank the you. man also. All right. Appreciate it, man. Kurt, Love you, got you guys. Anything? Love you. Thanks, Eric. Uh, thank you, guys. Super fun. Great conversation. That's what it's all about. Perfect. You can't script this shit. That's what we do. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you, motherfuckers. Peace. Cooper, host of Hunt Stand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from Hunt Stand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.